0: Hello and welcome to episode 505 of Conversation Street. I am Michael and I'm here with legend...
1: Gemma. Gemma,
0: yes, she you knows. I, I was talking about the cat, actually, Gemma. She, she's not even she's here, not, so... She I know I'm a legend. There. She's fine. I'm she... like a
1: legendary Pokemon and I'm shiny. Oh, you're so shiny. and
0: Shiny and beautiful. Abby's okay, isn't she? In case anyone is wondering on the health of our cat following last week's situation. But she's been milking it this week, hasn't she? Well, she's Starting to get better everywhere. a bit. She's been sick all over the place. Luckily when I've not been around. Sorry, yeah, Gemma. Yeah, so that's
1: great. Four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Eight o'clock in the morning.
0: But I think she's nearly better now. We've been getting her own back on her by shoving pills and horrible... Gunk down her throat, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, teach teacher. Wash on her leg every night. But she's okay now. Um, we're here to talk about Coronation Street between the tenth and the fourteenth of January, which is episodes ten thousand five hundred thirty-one to ten thousand five hundred and thirty-six. Gemma, I've only got one thing to ask you. Any news on Joseph?
1: Um. Yeah, he's been found. Oh, thank goodness for that but I didn't know what I wasn't what going me. to tell you because you didn't ask me. <laughs> How many times have
0: people... That was like the most uh, frequently uttered line this episode by quite a wide margin, wasn't it? Any news on Joseph? Joseph, anyone heard of Any Joseph? Any news on Joseph? Joseph?
1: And then when finally, they did justify it because finally when he was found, Rita went through the whole scene without asking Shona once. <laughs> and Shona had to say, by the way, Rita, <laughs> he's been found. Not that you seem to care about it, you callous old bag. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I enjoyed that there was a little story that brought the community together this week. I yeah. thought it was cool. Oh, it's like, like just looks
1: vaguely worried.
0: Like I was saying last week, it's good that, um, you know, New Year, new stories in Cory.
1: United by the parking situation. Nobody
0: cares about that anymore, sorry no, Maria. <laughs> everyone really wants a new Weatherfield County training i tell ground. you what,
1: right, I don't know if, like, a lot of the cars are parking on the pavements, aren't they? Like, one wheel up. Oh, they, I don't know. Aren't they? I don't, know. I think, I don't think they few, do that, though. quite a few spaces. Okay,
0: but anyway, yeah. You well, I,
1: I would like um, Izzy to get in on this because that's very disruptive to people that have wheelchairs.
0: I know. Well, as and as we said in the Predictions podcast um, just this week, we was it last week? I've lost track. This week, she's going to get her own um, stable parking space, though. That doesn't really solve that issue. No, it doesn't solve the
1: issue.
0: <laughs> get get Fergus right on that, I tell you. Right, um, what are we doing this week? Was there anything to talk about? No. Nope. Hope everybody enjoyed our predictions and a um, uh, review of 2021 that came out earlier this week, because we had an awful lot of fun discussing that and hearing everyone else's predictions too. Um, we, we're just going to get to ready talking about this week's Coronation Street after Gemma, you've done your quiz. Now, have you been <laughs> able to do it this week? Because I don't know. you screwed it right up last week, I okay. have to say. We're supposed oh, to be doing it, in multiples of five years. I'm not
1: very good at this. My brain rejects the premise that two and seven are related in any way to each other. <laughs> I
0: can't remember what year we first started doing the quiz. We might have been doing it five years now, you know, and so we might be repeating questions, but don't no. worry. I can't even remember. Move forward. i this week, let alone quiz from five years ago. So go on. Let's go. Quiz this, me, baby.
1: This, These are things that happened yes. between the 10th and the 14th of January. Yes. Really? Ending in a two and a seven. <laughs> from CoronationStreet. Com. Right. Okay. 10th of January 1962. The residents of the street return to the ro- Rovers after a boycott, but they don't tell which three, so they can have an evening of peace and quiet. Where
0: well, they don't tell which three? What? Residents. Enoch, and, and Martha. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I was a total guess.
1: Of course. It, yeah. Tenth of January nineteen seventy seven. Which bright young thing appears on the street and immediately puts scales back up? Nineteen
0: seventy seven, did you say? Yes. Bright Young Thing. <whistles> um it's not, um is it um is it like Susie Birchell or something? So she put up back. Can you back answer up? the question? Susie Birchell. Yes. Oh great. Another guess, this is good.
1: Tenth of January nineteen ninety seven. Stephen tells Mike that his involvement with Don will tarnish the company image so he cancels the contract between them but what is Stephen's business? Quebec. Yes.
0: Quebec clothing.
1: Why is it called Quebec? I don't understand.
0: To be cool and edgy. Sounds like Quebec, doesn't it? Like,
1: oh, it does. is that like why Canada? it's called that? Probably. Huh. 12th of I January the cake two- comes from. 2007. Tracy bludgeons Charlie to death with a statue. Yeah. But what does she put in awesome. his hands to make it look like self-defence? I don't remember that. I didn't think you would. What does she put in his hands? I'm think,
0: um,
1: One of those things that blows up balloons. Yeah,
0: no, I really don't know. I thought that she made me, like, put... put was it like a bottle?
1: No. No. The most obvious thing? A gun. A knife. Ah. Oh. If she had a gun, she would have shot him with it. <laughs> um... But interestingly, that's not when he died, which I also forgot. Did he, he die? He died in hospital. Oh. We are all okay, learning, aren't we? Travel- it's a bit like
0: Tina. I think lots of people forget that she clung on to and life for a little bit longer. We always say she burned yeah. to death, but she no, didn't. No,
1: no. 12 Travel- January 1972, Ernie is asked to take publicity photos for which unusual duo? Uh...
0: Mm, ooh no oh, publicity photos I think this is uh, Stan and Hilda no? publicity
1: photos no, yeah, yeah I thought oh are they okay they publicising I
0: thought that, no they, they, he got them to take photos of them at one point I thought it was maybe before their, um, their party their eggs and aspic party um, I, is the answer is it some strippers of some sort
1: are you going to answer the question or are you going to ask me another no, question no I don't know go-go dancers oh close 13th of January 2012 after Kirsty is rushed to hospital, after she rear-ends Tina and Tyrone during a police chase, in a car, <laughs> she discovers what?
0: Uh, she's... No, she's not pregnant. She does not get pregnant. With what does she? She's pregnant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny when, uh, when I hear you say the right answer and then talk yourself out of it immediately. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 14th of January, 1992... What snafu occurs at Weatherfield General?
0: What's a snafu? Like oops. Oh, <laughs> baby swap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but not not the baby swap with um with fake Katie and. Uh, Fakie. Yeah, no, but the the Ryan five out of seven. That good. Oh, that was a quite good. Because he
1: mentioned it was his birthday, didn't he? Oh yes. And yeah, it's quite Jenny funny because if it. I was him and it was my birthday every year, I'd think, well, this was the day. Mm.
0: I got baby swapped.
1: That somebody ruined my life.
0: <laughs> Sad, I saddled me me with Michelle for the next Yeah, I keep forgetting which one's which. <laughs> right. Let's Birthdays. Seventeenth well,
1: of January, Ken Morley.
0: Hey.
1: He played Rick Reg...
0: Holdsworth.
1: Twentieth of January, Neville Buswell played Ray Langton. Twenty first of January. John Savadin, he played Fred Elliot.
0: Love Fred Elliot. What's he doing at the moment? What's John Savadin up to at the moment?
1: You're cursing him. Tony Hurst to played Paul Kershaw and Ryan Prescott who is Ryan Connor oh, third. This is funny, isn't it? What a funny joke. <laughs> that's the end.
0: Ah, oh, okay. Brilliant intro, Gemma. Well, I think I that the street talk section of the really podcast is gonna be even better. Yeah, can't Shall wait. we see if we're right? Yes we should. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are two weeks into 2022 and Coronation Street has been okay again this week, I think. I've been quite enjoying it. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we had a nice little community story that kept everyone together. Looking for Joseph this week, didn't Oh, what we. a
1: heartwarming it's and heartwarming. lovely community event. It sort of reminds me of when we used to do trestle tables down the centre of the road and have a tea party. Very was similar it, it vibes. It very,
0: very similar, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, I've got a good storyline title for this Gemma. Um, Gemma. No, you don't. Gemma. Who is your favourite classical Austrian composer?
1: I don't know what the nationalities are because I don't see borders.
0: Do you want to know who mine is?
1: No, I'm not interested.
0: Joseph Haydn. (laughs) Joseph Haydn. That's what my storyline title is.
1: Good. Stop. Oh, this is probably, I've wasted look, on you I don't honestly. I know I'm, what country anyone's from when it, it comes to matter, music but you deliberately asked me about my favourite Hungarian one Austria. I don't know what, oh, <laughs> <right then. laughs> You're just thinking you Hungarian
0: because you're looking at pictures of food on, on your iPad over there and it's making you feel hungry. Right we've also got a bit more of the oh. snog marry or more avoid uh, story and he definitely chose avoid this week. We had some more of Tim's tricky Who's ticker. Oh. Uh, a little bit of the Oxford summer. Um, new show. New show, Gemma. Because Shona's working at the news agents. No. Yeah, new show. No. New show. And sadly not very much. What? Drop Dead Ted. The mystery is still going unsolved. They're not allowed to investigate that anymore midway through oh, the week yeah. because Joseph's going on the run. Right, I'm going to tell you about Joseph Hayden. Oh, I thought we could... Oh yeah, I've got another storyline to cover it as well. Brown About Town.
1: No.
0: Oh, right. Anyway, so... <laughs> The Winter Browns are poor, everybody. If you didn't realise this already, and they've got a deaf baby. But love will
1: get them through. Yeah,
0: Gemma's worried that that Alad's not going to be meeting his developmental milestones. Meanwhile, Joseph is saying. I got going on trip to the Imperial War Museum and the cinema on Wednesday. Um, can I have some money, please, mum and dad? <laughs> can um, you
1: just imagine the teacher's like? Let's go to the Imperial War mus- Museum, but it is a bit of a bummer, so we'll go to cinema after we'll watch... into the, um, We'll go and
0: see Sing 2.
1: Watch Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you said, Sing 2? Sing
0: 2. What is that? That's the, you know, it's the latest... In, uh, I'm Sing? Ch- chilled, yes, it's about a singing pig or something, you know. A singing pig? Oh, come on, I, no, don't, I, get, I don't you know, know any seen children. An for, I TV. haven't seen an advert. I've got no idea. It's the latest Dreamworks. Not Dreamworks. No, it isn't. Um, it's the Disney
1: made- Pixar are releasing a movie called... Something about a panda. Because I know about that because I researched it. For <sighs> work. What's the one?
0: It's the, it's the it's the cheap studio that do Minions and that are doing the Mario movie. Anyway, they're not going to go and see that. They're going to go and see a war film. Saving Private Ryan yeah they're, they're going to go to the Imperial War Museum then go and see Saving Private or Ryan or
1: Schindler's List yeah I think they should go content. and take
0: them to see Blackadder Goes 4th uh, they already see aired that, it Hope clearly I don't watching, know what that was she, about
1: that made me cringe
0: what boom 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 boom
1: and then the teacher comes over and goes what's all this then and they're like we're doing poetry she's like oh I don't know about that it's like are you telling me you're a grown adult who lives in this country you've never heard the black Adder poem boom 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 get
0: that teacher has got not got a lot going for her I tell you she's she's people haven't been happy with her no she's
1: gonna get fired yeah not the way this is going
0: yeah I reckon she's been taking the upskirt pictures as well even though it's a different school
1: don't joke about I won't joke
0: okay right so Chesney can't get his hands on any money for Joseph and, jo- and Joseph's like are
1: we poor and
0: Joseph-, Joseph says no we're not maybe we're not rolling have in it have you not
1: noticed yes we are
0: I think they-, they should just sell all of their tat that's around the house do have a nice not clear get any out money
1: for those dodgy DVDs they've got <laughs>
0: um, anyway he says Joseph's like oh we've got-, we've got people worse than us says Chesney and uh, Fizz comes over and says why don't you come round for dinner tonight no, din- no, sorry, dinner at lunchtime, because they're northern, aren't they? Um, and at dinner slash lunchtime, Joseph's having a bit of a mope to hope. About I've not- decided. Oh, interrupt me.
1: I've decided that I'm going. To, if we're going to have this north-south divide that just continually gets brought up all of the time by Grand Street, I've decided I'm going to go absolutely as full, epically southern as I can, and I'm never going to eat lunch again. I'm only going to have luncheon.
0: Why coronation street doesn't bring it up? It's just us sometimes. We miss. We don't understand what they're talking about.
1: I have no. I don't understand what. Who cares what anybody? As long as I understand what you're talking about, I don't care whether okay. you call it dinner or lunch. I know. I just mis,
0: misunderstood myself. Southern,
1: like we down south, we would say lunch. We would never say dinner at lunchtime. But we have dinner ladies. So what? What does that make any sense? It doesn't, Don't call
0: it. them lunch ladies because people might think we're American, right? <laughs> Um, Hope's got an idea which is let's pinch money out of your mum's purse so when Fizz goes out to the yard Hope says Look, let's have, have, have mum's purse to pinch it and then you a, said the yard and of the course garden. he's caught mm, it is the yard out the back isn't it it's the you're the, just interrupting me he gets caught with his hand in Fizz's purse Joseph says it was my idea because I wouldn't want to dob hope him for it I tell no, you she- what Grab your eyes out. Um, and, and so uh, he, he's like, oh, Dad just keeps forgetting to pay for the trip. Dad, Dad likes the quads more than me. I'm sorry, Auntie Fizz. And Fizz says, don't worry. Just don't do it again, please. I will pay for your trip. Let's take you back to school. Because I thought what was the excuse that they were at home this time? Something gone funny with the school the dinners school or boiler. something. It wasn't the school boiler this time. That was a few weeks ago. It was There was something wrong with the school kitchen today, which is why the children were at home. Um, anyway, <laughs> they go back. They go to school. And um, later on, Gemma goes around the factory and has a go at Fizz because when Fizz went into school to pay for the trip, she made out like Chesney was a cheapskate. She's like, made some remark about him always forgetting his wallet when he goes to the pub or something. And, and now the school seemed to think that he's a massive, um, yeah, cheapskate. And anyway, I think the school would be like, I, I don't care. Yeah, give me the money. Give me, just it give us the money. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter.
1: Or like, also, if she was making a joke, wouldn't... Wouldn't the teachers say, well, if he doesn't have the money, it's all right because <laughs> we have things in place?
0: Well, yes. Um, I don't... Know. If, if the, the thing is, when, whenever we um have to go to a school trip, when, whenever we do a school trip, we always have to say that the money is a voluntary contribution. We're not technically allowed to demand that parents pay for the trips. I mean, it's a little bit different for something like if you're going on a residential trip, maybe. But if you're going to the Imperial War Museum... This if if, pay, if children can't pay, then the school has to pay for them. But I, I think parents don't really know that. So if there's any parents that are listening here and want a money saving tip, if your kids going on a school yeah. trip, just refuse just to pay. Just say you're not
1: paying because like it's they still can exactly like still go. When you go to a cathedral and there's a thing in the front or or a museum and it says, "Why don't you give us five pounds for nothing?" And you're like, <laughs> "No." no.
0: Oh, any it's also more trouble than it's worth. You don't want to leave your child at at school because then they have to you have to set them some work to do or whatever. And anyway, I don't know why they really cared because it looks like Joseph's class has got about 10 children in it. I think he goes to private schools. He goes to Oak Hill um, branch of Bessie Street. I don't know. So anyway, he's got his money off of his. Gemma's having a bit of a go at her. Um, they What's going on next? They have a go at Joseph back at home. And um, the the fact that because Fiz Gemma, no Fizz tells Gemma, oh, well, he was nicking money from my purse. So they have a go at him and he says, oh, I hate you. I don't care. I wish I was back in Portugal. And he stomps upstairs Stim. and wakes the quads up.
1: Stim. Meanwhile,
0: Stim. in number nine over dinner time. No, sorry, tea time. <laughs> Hope tells. So you say tea, I, don't you? But I, 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 would I say never tea. say tea. Hope tells Fizz that Joseph's being bullied at <laughs> I school. Say oh no! <laughs> Fizz meets up with Chesney in the cafe later and tells him about all this bullying. Uh oh! What's going to happen now? Well, I tell you, on Wednesday, it all goes wrong. Chesney tries to get Joseph to open up about these bullies first thing on Wednesday morning, but he doesn't want him getting involved. <laughs> he he wants us to leave it be. And uh, Gemma says, "Okay, Joseph, we will keep our noses out." But little Chesney, the massive snitch, he just can't help himself. He goes to school, tells the teacher. Gemma's like, oh, "You shouldn't have done that, you big snitcher." So they um, they, we later cut to the children outside the Imperial War Museum, which, as we know, is right next to the curry places, isn't it? So I think really the teacher just wanted to go and meet the curry stars as they were coming out and get a few water grass or something. Maybe a bit like um, a bit like the other week when when Molly, not not Molly, no. What was her name? Kelly. Kelly was there, getting her beer poured over her head. They're all sitting there, having their lunches, Joseph. trading their oranges for chocolate bars. Um, you recruit Joseph? What for?
1: I would if I was trying to get autographs off of Corey stars. I would recruit Joseph because he's the cutest child, oh, yeah. and he's also got a sad little holy jumper.
0: Oh please, dear oh, Maury Minton, can I have your autograph, please? They won't
1: let me have any nice supper.
0: Um, Anyway, so the teacher says, Now then, Joseph, I've just been to speak to Ben and Callum, and they told me that when they were saying that you were poor, they were just trying to get other people to give money so that you could come on the trip. They've said that they'll stay away from you, so it's all okay now. And And Ben and Callum are there, they're glaring at him. They're the... There's that's something to do with EastEnders, Ben and Callum. People are saying that's a reference. I don't get it. Maybe people can tell me. So anyway, Joseph is not happy about this. He storms back home later, throws his bag on the floor, and he's um, really embarrassed about it. He calls Chesney a liar for because he said that he wouldn't tell the school, and Ches is like, "Oh, I messed that one up, didn't I?" And that is the break. So it's a big cliffhanger. Chesney goes out to the yard later, and he finds Joseph. Well, no, he goes to find Joseph in his den. And he does the little speech and he crouches down outside the den that's miraculously appeared in, in the yard out there and says, oh, I'm really sorry, I messed up. And it was really obvious that he wouldn't be there. And he was right. And we're right. He wasn't right. He was wrong. Joseph isn't there, Gemma. The hunt begins.
1: You don't like it when I don't interact with you. I don't. So why... I
0: don't like it when you sit there scrolling <laughs> on your iPad. It's really massively distracting for me because then my, my one eye I'm looking at my notes <laughs> here and the other it. just put your iPad down. <laughs> no, not... You don't even know where I'm talking what if I'm talking about. I'm not allowed about. to away. Right, you I'm taking your iPad away. Did. You're part of a podcasting duo. Not I'm not right solo not. in this. Oh, am I Man. being
1: towed off? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to put myself in time <laughs> now. <laughs> no, it's
0: honestly it's massively distracting. So, Joseph's gone missing. What's going to happen? Well, he has to go out hunting, obviously. No success. Oh well, says Gemma, maybe. He's probably just at the park. So Gemma reckons that something isn't right here. No, oh, I don't know what happens. They call the police. They call, I watch this, honestly, I'm not making it up. Police officer comes round, takes the description of Joseph, gets a photo of him, heads out to go and have a search. Time passes and and Chesney's like, you know, what? I can't sit around here waiting anymore. I need to go and head out and have a look for him myself. So they've hunted all around later. They're, they're telling everybody to look out for Joseph, tells Fizzes what's going on. Gemma comes out and says, oh, the police have found his jumper. And this is the skanky jumper with a hole in it, Gemma. Mm hmm. Yeah. Join in. Say yes no, to a jumper me, you with a hole in it. literally
1: got no legs to stand on here. Why? You told me off for interrupting you and now you're complaining that I'm not interrupting you. So pick a side. Please. I don't
0: even know what I want. I've got no idea what I want. So they found this jumper. It's January. He's probably freezing. So um, it was just a few streets away. Apparently, the street the, the copper says he brings it around, and Chesney's like, well, "What was he doing there? Why did he take his jumper off?" Gemma says, "It's my fault for not getting him a new one when he wanted it." And then Chesney goes and tells Dev he can't come into work tomorrow. Dev says, "Hey, it's fine. I can see you're really stressed, man." So they, he goes around to his sister, fizzes for a worry. Hope comes downstairs and says, uh, and, "And they say, well, Joseph's just a bit late coming home. Uncle Ches is worried." He heads off again to have a look at the is on Viaduct Street and he's utterly beside himself with worry by this point. But wait! He's in the attic at number nine. Hope's got him all secreted up there like... Anne Frank. Like Anne Frank, exactly. He's Anne Frank himself. Getting a a couple of bags of crisps up in the loft.
1: Maybe he was inspired by the movie that they watched at the Imperial War Museum. Yes,
0: that's probably it, wasn't it? (laughs) They did go and see. Maybe they took them to see Glorious Bastards.
1: Maybe, but they'd only be in in the basement.
0: In the cellar, wouldn't they, yeah. Right, Friday, today. Paul and Bernie are out early having a hunt. I think Paul just kind of gives up after this. I don't think we see him again after the first scene, do we? He's probably still looking for him now, you told me earlier. It's maybe. Um, So they're they're looking around the back of the factory. Gemma's on the phone to Chesney, who is um, apparently not on set, which is where everyone else is looking at the moment. Dev's on the case. He says, why don't you do an online appeal about this? Meanwhile, Hope's up in the attic with Joseph, saying how brilliant this is, that everybody's worried. And according to her, the longer they leave it, the more sorry they'll be. And that is child logic for you. Meanwhile, so a police officer then comes around, tries to reassure Chesney that everyone is looking for Joseph, but it's going to be absolutely fine. And Chesney starts having a cry, he's given up hope. And Fizz says, why don't we do an appeal on TV? Yep, sounds good. Hope goes. Um, Hope is staying off of school because she's just so sad about this whole situation. I don't know whether that's much of an excuse.
1: Hope gets a hundred quid and a day of school out of this whole thing. I know. I think she's, she's, she's brilliant.
0: She's coining it, in today, isn't she? She's she's too worried. So and and she's trying to get a second breakfast out of Evelyn so she can go and sneak up to the attic. I don't know whether anybody in the Brown House um has has no not the Brown House that the state Dobbs House has noticed that the attic ladder keeps being brought down. I mean. Most attic ladders are quite noisy things, aren't they?
1: Well, also, like, a little kid, I don't think a little kid would be able to get a ladder down.
0: No, I don't think so. So I think there's maybe a little bit of a flaw in that plan. And also, but, um... if
1: if their house is anything the way I imagine, a terrace, a small terraced house, to be like, you couldn't get to walk past the ladder in the hallway. No, there's not going to be a load of room. It's not like
0: don't think about it too hard there's
1: no point in thinking about it
0: no so Chesney does his TV appeal oh it's very tragic he's talking about oh my son's gone oh no Gemma says they've set up a reward fund as well um so Hope um does a does a little escaping act later because um that She has to, she has to, is it this point where we find out that, there, oh yeah, there's a, there's a value of coming to the house, isn't there? Because Fizz is selling up so she can go and live with Phil. Phil, who doesn't seem bothered in the slightest that Joseph's gone missing, because he was nowhere to be Nothing seen this week as, as well. I think we need to do a TV appeal for missing Phil this
1: week. i tell you the reason why they, the, the police couldn't find Joseph is because they said they're doing background checks on everybody in the area and they suddenly realize that this is like a hive of criminal activity mm-hmm. and almost every single person on the street has a criminal record.
0: Yes, I think you're right. I think you're right.
1: And we and we finally going to find out what Stu did. I reckon, you reckon. I
0: reckon he's you reckon we're going to know. Mm. Well, um so yeah, the value is coming round. Hope's obviously a little bit perturbed by this news because she may want to go and have a look in the attic. So it's Operation Get Joseph Out, um, and that involves luring poor Cerberus out of the house so they can run away. I was I was wondering whether right up. I was wondering whether like Cerberus would get hit by a car or killed or something, and then Hope would have to live with the guilt of that. But they didn't go down that I don't
1: think she would route. care. She might do.
0: She does love little Cerberus. Anyway, um, she goes up. Uh, the the valuer comes round. Um, she thinks the house is great. Hundred and fifty thousand pounds, maybe could for that. Apparently,
1: could get up to do,
0: especially with this beautiful decor. Everybody is gagging for a house with a beautiful stone cladding. Uh, and
1: the thing is,
0: eclectic decorations, shall we say?
1: If you don't like the decoration of a house you're going to buy, you want it to be old, so that you can say, "Yeah, I hate the way it looks, but at least it needs doing."
0: Hmm. And 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 is number nine like that
1: yeah and he's doing doesn't it doesn't
0: he doing does
1: so it's not like here where i don't like the wallpaper but it's like brand new
0: <laughs> um anyway so she goes up up to the attic before they leave before she leaves and i thought that they were going to make a big thing about oh it looks like someone's been up there because she goes up and she and there's like empty drinks cans and stuff isn't there but
1: i'm sure this is how it's going to get come out
0: what isn't there is joseph because by now, he's halfway down Trafford Wharf Road, which is she's the road to the Coronation Street bedroom, on went, as well.
1: Oh, you didn't tell me there was another bedroom. That's another £25,000. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so he, he's he's on the run around uh, round, uh, Media City. And um, meanwhile, Evelyn's coming in, and Hope tells her the value has gone. Then she goes and sneaks out. So she's on the loose as well now. Panic stations when Fizz realises... And um Hope finds Joseph by in, in the Seb Wastelands, wasn't it? It was a little industrial estate thing where um, where the Kelly slap happened.
1: Well this is why Hope keeps saying they want he she wants to see oh, Seb yeah. Franklin's ghost, Franklin's which I thought ghost. was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but I also am a bit worried that that Dog Tanyon and Hope managed to find Joseph both individually wandering around when supposedly the Weatherfield <laughs> The police force is out the looking. Finest. And everybody else.
0: It's because Craig's out of action because he's got a bad foot at the moment, isn't it? If he was there, he'd, he'd have found him by the end of Wednesday's episode. He could himself on a
1: skateboard and scooted up and down looking.
0: <laughs> um, and you, yeah, so, so they're there. By this point, Joseph's like, I'm a bit fed up. with running away now. I think I want to go home. I think Dad's got the message. So they head back to the street. For some reason, they come out of Victoria Gardens. So I don't know if there's... Maybe a little shortcut from the industrial estate to um, Jeff's potting shed or something.
1: They dumped all of the fancy camping stuff that Joseph had with him.
0: Oh, yes, of course. I um, can't remember
1: who it belonged to. Oh, I
0: don't know. Anyway, um, this is where Clint comes in, isn't it? Mold Tanyan. Mould wine man from Christmas. And he's been in a couple of... Um, episode since then. He was the one that got um, the speed dial what was it, dishwasher or something and I've never he's even like, mentioned him up to now but he won't go away so I don't know whether he's, like, he's becoming the well, main so character. He gets to
1: be in it, I get to be in it. That's not yeah. fair. He's homeless, <laughs> I'm not. I get to be in the show.
0: But by this time he's found out that um, the the reward fund has had quite a healthy boost for, of, um, of laundered money hasn't it from Yasmin. I
1: hope that Dogtanion does not get guilted by bernie into giving it back to the family because they're poor because he scammed that fair and square
0: oh yeah i think that's that could i don't know well we'll see what happens when we come back to him in a minute so he's anyway.
1: saying, oh i used to know your, your mom when she were a kid and all this she
0: used to braid Apparently me her. they're like
1: busy mates going back decades you
0: might get a bit guilted by it that's not a bad prediction i don't actually.
1: think i could really stand by and watch a bunch of kids like starving to death while I enjoyed the money. I'd have to get some. How and much was it? it. Forty nine thousand. Twenty nine. Twenty
0: nine thousand pounds. Okay. Um, so anyway, he kind of follows them at Villains Alley where he confronts them, and uh, he was he was kind of intimidating, wasn't he? But he was no match he for. He a He wasn't
1: hope. being intimidating. He was trying to be friendly. It's I not his fault. Tell. He's, got, he's just got a scary face. He's got a
0: creepy face, hasn't he's he? Got, he's got no a offense,
1: mustache. So I like him.
0: And and big floppy hair down by his side. Yeah. Too. Um,
1: that's why I'm calling him dog. I, I,
0: I know, I get it. All right, good. <laughs> um, yeah, he 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 gets. Um, he he starts.
1: I know it's not hoping. dog Tanyan, but that's my mother. The Three Musker Hounds was an epically brilliant cartoon. I know. of our childhood, and it's better than Paw Patrol. Just saying.
0: <laughs> Hope Hope does an excellent haggling move, doesn't <laughs> she? Great. <laughs> right. She's he's like, I'll give you a couple of quid if you can tell everybody that I found you. Because he's obviously got his eye on this twenty nine thousand pounds, and Hope says hundred, and he's like, "Oh right, what about fifty? And she's like, "No, hundred each." I thought that was great. I
1: think she's great, and also it makes me laugh because um, obviously they were trying to raise money for this reward fund before it, they, that money got put in. Yeah. So it's going to be like twenty nine thousand pounds fifty two eight eighty six. <laughs> Do you think?
0: Yeah. So he's so he's not so they 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 she, you can just give the, the the leftover the change kind of so we can have a nice round number. Anyway, he hope goes off to go home, and then he's left there with Joseph. And I did wonder whether he was going to turn into a bit of a child snatcher. I don't trust that Clint, I tell you. But um, he he um, is able to convince Joseph to go along with his story. So um, hope goes back, gets in a bit of trouble from Fizz and Tyrone for going off by herself. And um, then the dodgy bloke brings Joseph back to number he's five. He's dodgy.
1: He he's does. Just... He's
0: totally dodgy. He's very sus. This man. Look at look at him in his dodgy dishwasher. Look at him in his dodgy mold wine store. Look at him in his dodgy haircut. I
1: I I Clint Clint and I go back. You know.
0: Did he used to braid your hair? He braided
1: my hair as a child, <laughs> so and I braided his back.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, Joseph goes home. Hooray, Joseph's back, everybody. Um, and, and Clint's like saying, oh, don't worry about the rewards. I'm all chill about it. The universe will reward me. But he really does want it, doesn't he? And um, so for snooze for Joseph later. It
1: looks so ch- ch- cherubic.
0: Gemma's saying, oh, it's our fault that you run off because we're poor. But Joseph doesn't, I mean, Kirsty doesn't care because he's got his Joseph back. And that is the incredibly poorly recounted adventures of Joseph Brown this week. Gemma, I will let you get a word in edgeways. Tell us what you thought about this story.
1: Um, I would have preferred more mild peril.
0: Like, like what?
1: I don't know, some kind of like maybe evil scary pigeon lady like in Home Alone 2
0: you didn't you didn't really ever feel that Joseph was in that much danger
1: um well he wasn't was he
0: they could he could have had they could have had him encountering some um some nasty types out on the streets maybe
1: i don't really care um i feel very sorry for him
0: i th- i thought um i thought it was very cute i thought they' they've chosen a good character to do this story that yeah. i because the uh the boy who plays joseph whose whose name eludes me at the moment is um is very innocent looking isn't he
1: Um, And I think if you've ever worried about money as a child or your parents not having very much money, you know it's a horrible feeling and um, you do feel bad about it and feel annoyed. And I I had this when I was little. We were quite poor at one point. Um, But my mum and dad did their best, you know. And I think that... I wouldn't say that Chesney and Gemma did because they were goffin... Like fortune beyond compare. Yeah,
0: where's that? Where's that Fresco's money gone now? I, eh?
1: I, I would really like to see them discuss and kick themselves about how stupid they were to turn down this money that they they actually need to raise the family.
0: Yeah, there was there was no mention of that at all, was there? Like even like, you know, the news reporter could have said, "If
1: only we had."
0: Yeah, the news reporter could have said, hang on a minute, aren't you the people on that billboard over yeah. there?
1: Aren't you the fresh go quads? Yeah. The stupid idiots.
0: Yeah. Uh, so um I did, did did you generally Don't worry,
1: Joseph, you can eat our morals
0: for dinner. <laughs> did you did you kinda did you enjoy the story? Were you in, were you interested in it?
1: Yeah, it was, it, yeah, I mean, it was very predictable that Joseph would be in the attic. I think everyone guessed that, didn't they? I mean,
0: I don't, I don't know whether I did straight away. Even even on the scene where they tried to make it really obvious, when they had Hope there coming down oh, for a extra packet of crisps. Um, I, I, I think it was at the end of that, maybe at the end of that scene, you. I think maybe you said, oh, I think maybe Joseph's in the attic. But they, yeah, they did the, the long pan upstairs, didn't they, in the end. So,
1: I love so- Hope being a psychotic, evil weirdo. Um...
0: I um I wondered I wondered whether it was a good move to show to the audience that he was in the attic at the end of the Wednesday episode would it have been a better cliffhanger if we'd have left Wednesday's not knowing where he was It would
1: have been more intriguing if um we had found you know hope on Friday morning coming up and going this is brilliant I don't know but um, maybe I yeah they just,
0: yeah, just they, they could have they could have strung out the peril for a little bit longer
1: I felt so sorry for for Chesney it must have be been one of the worst things in the world to lose your kid and not know like how sick would you feel i wouldn't be able to even function i'd be on the couch fainted yeah wouldn't you like desperately where the hell is that you know and you know something horrible well is, is, it, quite... is it
0: like that time when we first moved into this house and abby disappeared and you didn't know where she was
1: that's right because it's cats are like children exactly
0: the same isn't it <laughs> well, remember, all that time we accidentally locked her downstairs
1: it's exactly the same thing.
0: Oh, that's that's all I can relate to. And that
1: little child came in and fed her crisps.
0: It's all right, Chesney. You've got four more upstairs, which is more well, than most people had to start with, so...
1: Yeah, exactly. Don't be so greedy. Why don't you hand them out?
0: <laughs> and you... Why don't it, you give
1: one to Toya and Imran?
0: And you don't have to worry about feeding as many mouths either.
1: Well, Joseph's getting too big now. <laughs> it's time to send him down the mines, isn't it?
0: I thought it was okay. I thought that his, um I think I might have even said on the predictions podcast this week or I don't know that Je- um, Gemma and Chesney have been very very quiet of late haven't they so it yeah, was lovely. nice to have them have a story they didn't come across I thought as being particularly obnoxious or
1: well Gemma didn't do anything stupid on the television show like you know do a massive fart at the end of blame the dog. <laughs> at the end of Chesney's heartfelt plea for his child to return home or like belch and scratch her bummer or something no. which she, she was quite nice this week because we,
0: we we had a, we saw a scene of Gemma doing some sign language learning didn't we which shows she's Tangerine. still keeping that up and there's that cute little thing where she had the teddy bear wasn't she when, uh, when she held the teddy oh, bear yeah. and made it talk I, can't I remember thought that what was, was really funny well,
1: when Chesney was saying don't say I told you so and she's like about what because I'm right about everything which I thought was really funny
0: Oh yeah, that Chesney was good. must
1: be so insufferable to live with. He was He's he such was, a boring off He was he? utterly
0: Ches miserables again this week, and I know oh, that he yeah. was in a situation which you know he probably would be. But there's something about miserable Chesney that's just so much more depressing than miserable any other character on the street. I know. It's like such a downer, like, isn't
1: he? Wah, wah. Like his his face is just like the visual representation of. Wah, wah. <laughs> he it
0: is, he is. He's like a sad clown, isn't he, Chesney? <laughs> um oh dear so i don't don't know where this story is leading to particularly but uh, yeah maybe it would make sense for clint to give them a a, a share of the money i don't think
1: he's going to give them any money but i do think he's going to be guilt tripped um and bernie might fall out with him about it or something because she thinks he should probably give them some of it because you know where did like the mystery is going to be where did this money come from and um yeah,
0: who was it That was worrying about who, who was wondering about that. Was that Gemma like saying? But where did it come from? Well,
1: I don't know, but it is mysterious. And you would also, if I was Gemma and Chesney, I'd, I'd be thinking to myself, "Well, that's very nice that they gave twenty nine thousand pounds to find Joseph, but if it's somebody who knows us, can they have helped? You know, before now? <laughs> yeah, that's you live a good in point. Even a literal like heap like a horrible heapy house like and the other thing is i we must have gone over this when the quads were born originally but doesn't the council have some kind of obligation to find them somewhere else to live i don't understand why they're being like left to flounder quite so yeah i don't know aren't there any charities or you think there's somebody that like Maybe we need to start a charity specifically for people that have four babies at once and refuse uh, <laughs> lucrative advertising campaigns.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know. Anyway, so I, I thought this is fine. Um,
1: I think I it's I think it's really cool that they're um, that they are tackling like childhood poverty and um, talking about you know what it's like to be isolated as a kid and you know feeling left out and stuff because that is really. A hard thing for a child mm. but it's again it's one of these things where Coronation Street is kind of stitched themselves up before they've even started because just like with Sean being homeless and Kelly being homeless and Ch- Chesney and Gemma being uh, in abject poverty it's like oh, it's kind of your own fault isn't it it's kind of it's kind of the consequences of your actions <laughs> I don't know if I can really be behind you 100% here <laughs> yeah. I feel like you brought it on yourself it,
0: it also does come across as like oh, it's another story about characters not having any money, which they like to no, bring out every feels, couple of years. Yeah, but this
1: actually feels realistic, doesn't it? And it's not like... What was... Why were... <coughs> I remember Tyrone and and Fizz having this problem, but I can't remember what, what brought it, was just, it on. I don't
0: know, it? it was the spin of the wheel in the Cory writer's office.
1: I know, but it, it makes sense that Gemma and Chesney are dealing with this and you know they're they're going to have additional burdens on themselves because they're probably going to have to take time off to go to the hospital all the time for poor Alad Mm. and all these baby classes and sign language things aren't free I don't know whether there's some kind of you know relief fund or you know something in place for people who can't afford it I assume there would be like some funding or something but
0: who if knows? none of it's
1: free none of it's free <laughs> I don't think
0: right so... if you want
1: me to read this you're going to have to make it bigger than like size oh seven yeah top. sorry
0: I've got, I forgot to make it yeah so that'll do for that story it was an alright story I thought but now we will move on to where that money I actually came from that.
1: okay god oh Demanding. I'm sorry right I'm not doing this anymore. no
0: right go on then your turn snog no, marry I, more I, avoid I'm... Gemma tell no. us about this story it's read, all ready for you there we're not having an argument about this
1: no we're not having an argument it's your turn so, on Monday, um, they are all getting ready at Speed Dial. It is the
0: Speed Dial reopening, the lovely pink and teal Speed Dial opening I today. think
1: the new Speed Dial looks amazing. I just really like the old one too, but I think I like the new one a bit more.
0: I can't decide. Just I think it's fine. Well,
1: it's irrelevant, isn't it? Cause yes. it's been changed now. <laughs> Yasmin, is it excited? I tell you what. What? I don't know... I think that somebody needed to get Yasmin's little dial and take it from 11 down to about 5 this week. <laughs> I think she was just too everything, wasn't she?
0: When she was excited, when she was excited, when she was upset, she was, was, really upset, annoyed. She was like, upset.
1: She was annoyed to the level that you would think that they had like, dug up her childhood pet and cracked on it in front of her or something. Charlotte Bronte! How dare you! I don't think that Charlotte Bronte was her childhood pet. <laughs> Unless she got it from like Porton Down Laboratories or something. Anyway, um, Yasmin's excited. Mariam, oh great, she's thrilled. Well,
0: she's, she's happy that Mariam and Zidane are back together again. Everything's going, yeah, everything's going right for Yasmin.
1: Mariam's like, oh, I feel really guilty because the only reason you're doing this is because my dad and my brothers were a bunch of criminals. And Alia's saying, Zidane, this is stupid. You need to not be going out with her because you're going to blab. And then Yasmin doesn't know because she does not realise that her grandchildren are evil crims. Yet. Um, The dishwasher's broken. Ah! Bernie says, I'll get you a new one. And they all know it's dodgy. But they go ahead with it anyway because they're like, well, you know, what does it matter now anyway? We're a bunch of criminals. And they don't know what to... Oh, this is the thing. right? only commit this is you remember last week I told you I gave you advice at the end of the ep- episode and I said D- always wash your salad greens even if they come in a bag that says they've been pre-washed. Mm. Here's my advice for this week. God. Only commit one crime at a time. <laughs> Don't buy stolen goods with dirty cash because it's going to go wrong at some point. I hope you've written this down everybody. <laughs> um Bernie's like, "Yeah, I know where I can get one." which i don't know why you'd think bernie was like the local
0: rag and bone
1: whatever ali is stressed out um yasmine offers Stu a full-time job and he's he says great um i'm gonna get myself a flat because she does she write it on a bit of paper what he's she's gonna give him i a think she murder. maybe does
0: I thought how the valuer was going to do that for Fizz today. Yeah,
1: I'm really surprised that they I, they must have just gone. Let's just go and right move and see how much Salford. <laughs> Salford um, terrace is. Yeah. Uh, later on, Zidane's got this dishwasher off of Tanyan, But how are they going to pay for it? Let's use the dirty cash. Brilliant idea. Yasmin tells Stu that he can move in with her if she likes. And he's like, oh, are you sure? She says, yes. Um, I don't think you're a liar anymore. I trust you. But then Yasmeen finds the big bag of money.
0: I miss, I kind of missed how she found it. Did I think they? she
1: just came down the stairs going... <laughs> found this
0: bag of money somewhere. <laughs> I can't remember whether they said or not. I don't think it really matters. She's found it.
1: And then the kids come clean, don't they? Yes. They tell her. And she's like, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> money laundering. Wah! Wow. And and zidane's so like, yeah, but you know... One
0: might say she's a little overdramatic in her reaction to finding she was this a uh, bag of bit cash crossed. just a tad
1: I think this was this should have like been you know and I also wouldn't have bought this because Zidane's going you don't understand Gran it was Hashim who was being so scary and Yasmin would have been like Hashim what really he was scaring you Zidane <laughs> why don't you tell him to bugger off <sighs> she gets mad And Alia tells Zidane that, um, you know, I can't remember. Yasmin says, um, Yasmin realises that Zidane's betrayal goes even deeper than she thought because of all the money laundering and he's been going on the accounts and, like, stealing her passwords and stuff and and then, and then she asked them if they've done anything else and he's like I might have been responsible for the house for the whole thing burning down <laughs> <laughs> and then he she says take this money back home, hide it under my bed and I'll decide what to do with it then they have the Gazette reporter around later to film a piece for Yasmin talking about the restaurant. And then she waxes lyrical about how it's always been her dream to open a restaurant because she's forgotten that it's actually Sedan's restaurant and she never used to be able to kick her. She was into. a librarian. Like yeah. She and apparently her her dad was a restaurateur, which um I don't know if I I think this is all because cause she didn't she make out that. I mean, I'm not saying re, restaurateurs can be very, very rich, but she was kind of.
0: Yeah, she was, passing she was herself born with off a bit of a silver spoon, like, spoon, wasn't she?
1: Yeah, she was kind of like. Like, hard. You know, I would, I would get the impression from what she said that she came from like a hard scrabble family that like worked super, super hard in the restaurant trade. and mm. But the way that she talked about it before and Sharif and everything made it sound like she was from quite a high i don't know well now we know it was all yeah she's anyway what a lovely story great for socials
0: but then apart from the fact that when she says oh i've I've had enough now and then legs it at the end
1: well she says this place is built on family values and if i could add an extra ingredient it would be respect and then she goes and leaves and the person who's filming it is, doesn't say anything, like, that was weird, what's wrong with her? Or what does respect taste like? <laughs> and can you get it from Waitrose? Um, Ali and Sudan try to, like, you know, go, oh, if you've got any other questions, ask us. Um, then they catch up with her at home, and she's looked herself in, and she's checking their stuff out of the window in classic Coronation Street fashion. They go on the back to try to explain themselves, and they say, look, Gran, we didn't want to get you mixed up in it, and she calls them despicable, and says, get out of my sight, and she kicks them out. Um, and they also mentioned that mariam didn't know so they go back to speed dial and get on with their jobs and um (sighs) like i'm gonna book a hotel for mariam and me to celebrate getting back together you know handily not mentioning the fact that he's only doing it because he's homeless ryan tells ilia that she can stay at his and they think Yasmin's gonna get over it um, but then she gets the locks changed and gives them a Jenny Bradley death stare, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, on Wednesday, Zidane is fashioning out on spa treatments for Mariam, which is really nice because he's only using the, his dad, her dad, dad's money.
0: <laughs> it's what he would have wanted.
1: No, well, it's it's dead dad's money and also Joseph uh, Rescue Fund. Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so really, he should spend it as much as he can. Get get the macadamia nuts out of the out of the hotel minibar <laughs> £5 pound a tin have as many as you like the opening went well um, but they've got to clean everything up now to get themselves back into Yasmeen's good books and then Stu and Yasmeen come back to speed dial and he's serenading her on his guitar and then she sees you down there and she's like don't even try to button me up um, so they give her some space and then Marion comes around to speed dial looking for them and Yasmin has to tell her what's going on the uh, Z- Zidane and Ali are at the cafe, like, oh, why are we so sad? And Ali's like, oh, we're as bad as Jeff. And then Marion comes in, like, what the hell are you doing? um Why has your grandma kicked you out? And then they have to tell her, well, yeah. Um, Zidane doesn't want to tell her, but because he's embarrassed. And Marion's like, stop lying to me. She leaves. <sighs> Sedan says he's going to tell Mariam the truth. And Ali's like, I don't think he should, because what if you accidentally tell her about us killing her dad? Please don't say anything. So so Sedan says, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't love you anymore. Dun, dun, dun. I was lying last night. I just wanted your family's money. And Yasmin found out, and that's why she kicked me out. Um she looks sad and you really
0: enjoying talking about this storyline here yeah, sorry. I can tell
1: she goes off it's in a taxi classic, it? and Alia says that's good then isn't it and Zidane's like oh, I'm sad on Friday everyone's moping about talking about whether or not to use his dirty money to get Zidane somewhere to live and then Stu gets Yasmin talking about the kids and he's like oh family's everything and she's like where's your family he's like oh, I don't know <laughs> um I'm they're well shot of of me he says too much water under the bridge now and this is why I wrote I said I made you delete me, me talking about this before because I thought it was too far but I wonder <laughs> I really wonder whether he's done something really unforgivably terrible and he's not bringing it up and everyone's assuming like he's being noble and saying you know oh they're better off without me uh, because, you know, I, I stole a loaf of bread to feed them one time. But what if he's actually, like, really awful, and the police come round and be like, right, Joseph's gone missing, you're the local paedophile, <laughs> where's he gone?
0: <laughs> Stu is lovely I know he honourable. I
1: know he is, but I just think it would he's
0: be... He's <laughs> a saint, Gemma, how can you? Just
1: because he can play guitar and he's got a nice beard, everyone seems to think that... He's he's lovely just because he's nice now. But he wrestles really, up a nice nahari, what, has, what you. has he done? What has he done that he's so reluctant? I'm suspicious of him just the way you're suspicious of Clint. <laughs> anyway, Zidane um, so runs the idea past mean to use the money and it doesn't go down very well. And then it looks like she puts the money in Joseph's fund. The end.
0: That is the end because it then just turns into the Joseph story. I should have done this story first, really. That would have made a bit more sense.
1: I think that... Yeah, they need, Jasmine needed to be dialed back to about five, which really should have been the director's job to be like, okay, but less. <laughs> because honestly, she was really mad at them. And she was really angry, and I guess she, she need, they needed to hype her emotions up to justify why she kicks them out of the house. But really, why does everyone just get kicked out of their houses on this show all the time? I mean, I thought it's that because was Because there's always job.
0: somewhere for them to go to live the next day, isn't there? It's to, it's to create a bit of drama, but don't worry, there's somewhere else you can I go. I don't
1: think you can just kick someone out of their house. But
0: well, are they know. paying
1: rent or something? Isn't there a rule about if you pay rent?
0: I don't know. How it works. I don't
1: know either. I've never
0: been kicked I, out. I I enjoyed watching Jasmine on Wednesday when she was getting proper mad at Zidane and It's nice to see her. You know, we've been saying that she needs to get her spark back, and um, and when she was saying um, I won't let a man tell me what to do anymore or whatever she said um earlier on this week. I was like, yeah, go for it. And when she was in, they had locked herself inside her an orangery, and uh, I, I I enjoyed her standing up for herself. There were parts where she went over the top a little bit with the performance, maybe, but um,
1: yeah, good for her. I mean, although really... what. Although, Although
0: one might say that she's a bit of a hypocrite for not handing the money straight into the police rather than saying, "Well,
1: well because I'm going."
0: to You put it under my bed, please. and and I will have a think about what to do. I definitely won't spend any of it.
1: She <laughs> next next scene is her going. Look at these shoes. I just think they're great. <laughs> Where did they come from? Um. Yeah, I think obviously it ma- makes sense why she was so cross. But I mean, for God's sake, if you it's like yes, mean you'd be like. Why are you stupid? Why are you so stupid? I feel embarrassed for you, how stupid you are. How have you managed to get yourself in such a stupid mess with my business? Money laundering? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Do you think this is breaking bad? What are you doing? Yeah. The whole thing was stupid, Dan. You stole money off of this bloke. <laughs> oh, bless <laughs> oh, you. you stole money time. off this bloke and then you had to give it back to him. Oh, you stupid idiot. I just banish him for being stupid. I don't think I'd be angry. I just I just would not want him to be in anything to do with my business. Mm. Because he's, it's proven himself to be an idiot. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, Ali is supposed to be the one that's got sense in the family. She went to university and everything.
0: Ali is not, not having any sense this week. All she's doing is going around saying, "Oh, I don't think we should do that," or "Oh, we
1: shouldn't do that." I don't think you oh, should go
0: out with Maria, Ma- Merced. No, Mariam's
1: going to find out we killed her dad. Oh, don't say that too loudly. Somebody been, might hear she's me. She's
0: been no use to anyone this week. At least the Dan's coming up with some good ideas about what to do with it.
1: Um, wow, well, giving it to giving it to Clint doesn't seem like a good idea. I wonder whether um I wonder whether yes um Alio and uh, Zidane will like get mad at, like Clint what's he going to spend on I can't wait to see what Clint decides to invest his money in
0: He needs just needs a haircut, A haircut, they?
1: yeah, really expensive haircut. Yeah. What would you do if you got 29,000 pounds for finding a lost child who was in abject poverty?
0: I think I'd probably have to uh, I think I'd have to give it to the children, I'm just too good.
1: Yeah, but what if you only found the kid because you wanted the money?
0: Oh yeah, um, got a nice holiday. Go to Barbados or something. Yeah, I think that. Can
1: you that. go to Barbados
0: now? I don't know. Um, okay, well that was that story. I think I'm just ready for this to end now. It, it it's been good. when did when did come back? Was it like September maybe? So we've had a good four months of this story, and I know it hasn't been like permanently on, but it feels like it's really run longer than it has any right to, don't you think?
1: Yes, yeah, relentless. It is honestly. Relentless stupidity. Lies. And
0: miserable, and miserable Zidane. Yeah. So miserable.
1: Like, I remember when Zidane left. And me and you actually thought he was hard done by because it, none of it was his fault. He got into a mess because um, Rana and Kate were having an affair. And he made them lie so that he could get his hands on cash. And, um, th- and then because of all the Kana fans, they they hated him, didn't they? Yeah. Because it, he had the misfortune of being married to somebody who turned out to be wanting to be in a gay relationship, which was no fault of his own. So by the time he left, we were like on his side because felt like the fans were kind of being a bit mean. But now I'm like... Oh.
0: Yeah, see what Go they're getting. Away at. again. He can yeah, he,
1: He's a miserable bastard. He he's is. just so mi- relentlessly miserable.
0: But on the flip side, we do have the fountain of positivity that is Stu. and I'm really enjoying his um his uh contribution to the street now. And I think that moving him with, with um Yasmin, I think that's going to lead to something. No, he's got
1: a, a dark past. He is definitely a child snatcher. He's
0: not coughing though. At least has not he? He's obviously, just he didn't have any horrible disease. He just just had. That's just maybe a it's one of those of horrible homeless.
1: diseases where you get really sick and then you get better again and then you die immediately.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I guess we'll see. Right, let's move on. Speaking of dying, Jemma, Tim's tricky ticket. He's still clinging on to life this week, unfortunately for you. Um, I didn't think there was that massive amount of developments in this story. They managed to string it across the week, but last week it was like fairly obvious that it was going to be um, somebody's, i.e., Sally, is going to suspect Tim and Aggie having an affair. And although that hasn't happened yet, they were putting all the places into place, weren't they?
1: Oh no, it's, it feels like it's being meticulously. Plotted like they think it's an Agatha Christie novel or something. And it's yeah. not that complicated. It's,
0: it's kind of fairly obvious where it's going to go, I think. But anyway, um, he's he's comes back in on Monday morning after spending all night out on Maxine's bench or something. Sally's been out of her mind worrying about him, and he's she she just wants to talk about about things with him. And he says, "Look, I do love you. I do fancy you. Just had a really stressful day at work the other day. What with Faye moving out and all that." So um, Tim sees Aggie in the street later and says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was a bit snappy with you yesterday." She says, "Come in for a cuppa. Let's have a let's have a chat about this." And it's just her um, opportunity to tell him to nag him about getting this operation and telling Sally about it. Um, and, but she says, "Look, if you if you want, I can arrange another chat with somebody about it because he'd said he wanted a second opinion, although he goes back to the same person." And he calls her a scaremongerer. Um, but she says, "Look, if you were in that position." Um, and and Sally had something wrong with her you'd want to, no no. she doesn't say that Sorry. she says if I was in this position I'd want to know exactly what was going on with me and I think it's for the best as difficult as it is to hear it's best that you know what's wrong with you so they go off to hospital to see Dr Cardio again who is um, clearly just waiting for somebody to come round with some kind of medical ailment because he sees them straight away
1: I think that he's over-diagnosing because he's not had a chance to tell anybody they've got anything wrong with him. You reckon? Yeah, he's so yeah. excited. He's like, finally, someone's got a heart condition.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe he has to book all, all these extra appointments for Curtis because he needs to see him at least 10 times a week. But now he's gone off with his dad, he's suddenly got all these free appointments. Yeah, so probably. Maybe. Um. Anyway, he goes to go and s- to see him with Aggie and um, he says, right, it's going to take you 12 weeks to recover from this. Um, which is obviously setting up Sally for a good long stint in Dancing on Ice so that she can be away for that. Tim's not chuffed with the news and the doctor says, well, no, don't worry, it's going to be a new lease of life here. You're going to feel much better in yourself. You'll be healthier. You're going to love it, I promise you. And you'll get a date for the op soon. But until then, no soap opera stress, please. So, Aggie takes him back to the street. Like,
1: isn't that the most epically irresponsible thing to tell somebody? Like... You're going to have a really major operation that's going to take you months to get over. Uh, but the most important thing is not to worry about it because if you do, you might die. It'll be fine, don't worry. So the most important thing is not to think about it because if you think about it at all, you're, you're almost certain to drop dead.
0: <laughs> um, so they go back home and, and, and Aggie yet again says, you really, really probably should tell Sally about this. And he says he will. Just I'm just going to wait for a little while to tell her. So um, he comes, he goes back home, has a bit of a nap and uh, he was just about to tell Sally when the phone rings. Family emergency. It's Surfer. She's come on her, for her moped in Bali. and she's done her resting, but it's nothing too bad. She's going to be okay. But um, the moment's gone for Tim, and then they have to start reminiscing about Sophie all night. So Wednesday, Sophie's out at the theatre, operating theatre that is. She's not not not. not she's I've not, not a play. So, Tim um is getting a text from Maggie saying hey what's wrong and you, and so i mean that's going to be found later isn't, isn't it is not he say
1: tell her or something
0: i can't remember but they
1: keep really conspicuously having conversations it's, it was like, very very conspicuous you have to tell sally you yeah. have to tell sally the truth
0: very sus so he says um, she says, look, we need to do something to relax. Maybe have a have a nice January hot tub. And he says, yeah, that sounds great. But then he changes his mind and when he because he, he has to dash off. He says he's got a pre-booked fair, but he's got something else to get on with. Me, uh, later on, we get a lovely scene with Jenny and Sally. And we like this scene. Jenny got a few good moments this week, didn't she? She had a nice scene with Rita, which we we'll come to later. And this was just a, a lovely little character moment with them in the street. And um, it's mostly about how Jenny has got this new fella in her life at the moment, Leo, and she's been all kind of coy and sweet about it. But yeah, I also... thought there were some
1: good character moments this week that were really nice, like this scene, and also the scene with Gemma and Chasney when she was using the, the yeah. toy to talk. It just showed a bit of bit of creativity, and, uh, you know, not just... Sometimes, not just
0: relentless drama.
1: Sometimes it does feel a little bit like almost any character could say almost any other character's line. Like, I'm sure, back in the day characters used to be a bit more individual in their speech but now it feels like the only characters that really get that are the comedy ones
0: mm.
1: whereas everybody else just speaks in almost exactly the same way and uses the same phrasings and you know do you know oh, what i yeah yeah no I, I get, I get but, what you, but you mean
0: like, but like like that
1: you know these scenes really felt like you were watching interesting character moments that were just about the people rather than what the story is.
0: Yeah, I think so. And because it was a lot of it was about this Leo plot which was not really even, which wasn't even a part of this week. No, it was it was nice. Anyway, so Je- Jenny tells Sally look, I saw Tim with this massive bunch of flowers later and um and they even say well, it, it was a who I can't remember what Sally says was it, where was it on the scale of um late for dinner up to having an affair and Jenny's like yeah, it was pretty big. So again this this idea of the affair is brought up again. But um, anyway, she well, says yeah, she says he's, well, Tim, me and Tim have been having words a little bit and he's clearly trying to make things right. Um, so that's going to be great. So she's looking forward to getting all these flowers. But they're not for her, they're for Aggie. He goes round number three later, sneaking around the back door where probably nobody saw them at all. Aggie realises that he still hasn't told Sally about this op and the flowers are more of a bribe to keep her quiet than a thank you. And he says, look, I will tell Sally again. Before I'm on the operating table, don't worry about it. Or, or as he say not before. I can't remember whether he says he's going to tell her before he goes in for surgery or he's going to wait until he's all better. Can't remember, but I'm not going to tell her quite yet is basically the gist of it. So he goes home, tries to escape up to bed. Sally's obviously a bit miffed because she was expecting to be presented with a massive bouquet. And um, so that she's kind of left the episode at the end feeling a bit sad about it. So she confronts him on, when, on Friday about the flowers. I, Jenny says she saw you buying them at Preston who are they for and he says oh it's one of my drivers at work who was leaving I, I don't I don't know whether she believes them or not but she um is then distracted by a leaflet that is just down on the um on the coffee table or something yeah. for Maria's um election campaign and then she goes off on one on this and then she forgets about tim for the rest of the episode but the idea um, what she discovers is that um maria knows about this new weatherfield county training ground that's being built on top of the red wreck tim you didn't tell maria about it did you he's like no of course i didn't tell maria did you tell gary um, yeah i might have mentioned it to gary <laughs> so sally's a bit miffed about that um Tim has a couple of scenes with Peter as well, doesn't he? Where he's where um, Peter's like, oh, do you know that guy from County? He's had a heart attack, and that's a bit that's a bit sucky, isn't it? Good job your heart's well, fine. Well, he now, said that he's it, like, Tim. I thought
1: you'd want to know because you had a heart a heart problem. What are you talking about, Peter? That makes no sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, even P- when um, when Peter and Tim talk about it later, because Tim uh, goes to the cafe and, and and tells them about everything, and Peter's like, you could die over this. Why don't you tell him Sally?
1: <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <laughs> Thank
0: you very much.
1: How's your liver?
0: Hey, oh yeah, how's that doing now? Um, so, Tim, so he says, um, so Tim is also telling Peter, you're not allowed to tell Sally. I'm going to tell moment. everybody
1: on the street one by one individually until no, no. I've got nobody left but Sally to tell, okay?
0: Until, Sally has to tell. But find don't tell out. anybody else. So he goes home, knocks a wedding photo off of the side, which is symbolic of. Um, their crumbling relationship, and I would have thought they just would have nice soft plush carpet all around the house. But it definitely had a good old smash, yeah, like it, it landed did. on hard flooring. But never mind. There's also a little angry argy-bargy between Sally and Maria in the Rovers later about this training ground thing, which Jenny has to kind of come between them. That was Well, that was funny
1: because they got caught in the old, oh, you always want the last word. No, you do. No, I'm having it. No, I'm yeah. having it. And then Jenny says, I'm having it. That
0: was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then she goes home and tells Tim about this, who is clearly not at all interested in any of this. He just wants to know what's for tea. And what's that's... for
1: supper? what
0: <laughs> What's for evening meal, Salah? Um,
1: and she says, get your owny. So, oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I thought yeah, that was going to happen that di- I have not
0: heard of that one as well. That it's an quite, Italian dish. I do like that one. Um, so, yeah, th- did anything really happen with this no. this week? Even going back to the Doctor, I don't think you really told Tim anything new there. It just felt it was like treading water a little bit. It really did repeat. feel
1: like they're like, oh, I don't know when Sally's going to go away for Dancing on Ice, so... Well, I'll just write the same thing in again for yeah. this week. Have everybody so tell Tim
0: that you need to tell Sally and he says, I will do, but not yet. Thank you.
1: Um, obviously, Sally's going to go away to help Sophie and Barley.
0: Yeah, with her bad then, wrist.
1: And then um, and that's when Tim's, Tim's going to have gonna an get... operation when she's not there and try to get better before she gets back or something weird.
0: You think that maybe she might notice a massive scar across his chest, though?
1: Well... See, I think partly Tim's not telling her because he, if he tells her it's suddenly real and he doesn't want it to be true.
0: Yeah, he's, he is definitely he's in, denial. in denial. Oh, they use that stupid denial isn't the river in Egypt line, her. isn't it? It was. I thought it was quite funny the first time I heard it. But yeah, the first time. It's it was not like, even it's not even the first time was... Coronation Street's used no, it, let alone I've being a massive used it
1: on this show recently, it it's cringy. Yeah,
0: it is, it is. Anyway, I've got no other extra comments to say about this because it was literally exactly the same as last week apart from there was a little bit more of a reminder about Sally versus Maria, which is kind of fun but also I'm not particularly looking forward to that element of the story because Maria's not the most compelling of characters but, oh well, never mind. At least we got a nice Jenny scene, didn't we? So I'll pass back over to you for the the Oxford, for the summer storyline, Gemma. What's Summerman getting up to? More issues if eating disorders and um sexting
1: ban- no not uh, no, upskirt upskirting abs-scarity.
0: this week isn't it yeah
1: oh god I tell you I uh, really loved Amy this week
0: I thought Amy was good she's I'm looking bloody forward to brilliant. seeing her going on a crusade about good
1: this good job right let's all be inspired by by Amy
0: not yet because she's not. She's it's all about the this conditional need... offer for summer. On Amy Monday.
1: needs to put this in her covering letter when she applies for whatever university she goes to, and it will be m- more interesting than anything Summer's written. <laughs>
0: What if Oxford find out about Summer's upskirting picture?
1: What's the name of the admissions What if department? they find out
0: that she wears Little Miss Pony knickers? They'll never let little her Little Miss in. Pony? I'm, my little... <laughs> Have you heard what of Little Miss that? Pony? Joke? That's what all what the kids are watching these days. My Little Pony <laughs> little knickers. Little Miss
1: Pony. I'm going to go copyright that. That sounds like an obvious... Story thing that it's hasn't been stage taken of Roger yet. Roger
0: Hargreaves would uh, not be too particularly pleased about that one. So
1: the so the admissions department's just trawling like upskirt panty shop sites just to, uh, to do research, just to make sure that they're not letting any riff raff in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you looking at, streets? Just for it's just for university. Don't it because this
0: is probably the most scandalous thing that's happened to Summer all year, and she didn't mention she didn't care, what did if she? Oxford find out at all. She doesn't want anyone to. So she's like, I just want it to go away. But.
1: Right. So on Monday, Ardi's and also, I'm sure that Dev calls Ardy Ardy, but everyone else this week is calling him Addy. So it must just be the accent. I guess so. Because I can't call him Addy. How can I? He's Ardy to you me. makes it
0: sound like Addy, like Addy, Addy Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Addy Hitler? That's what all his mates called him, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, why are we having so many um, World War II references in I this episode? I don't know. Episode? Good old Addy Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a wrong end. Right, okay, so Ardy's chatting with Summer in the street and the Oxford interview went well um, and she's going to know how she got on and he says, oh, well, they'll be a lucky to have me. She sits around waiting anxiously for her results and it finally gets here. She shows it to everybody but it's a conditional offer and she suddenly realises that she actually has to get the grades that she said she's going to get. <laughs> That's so funny.
0: I didn't realise that I, and I don't know whether this was just for coronations, Drew. But don't people get these things in the post anymore? Is no, it I don't email? imagine
1: they do. I could have gotten into bloody Oxford, two A, A star and two A's.
0: I know I could have as well, but I wouldn't have passed the interview because you've actually got to be clever.
1: I didn't. I didn't get that at my at my A levels because I did um, a subject I shouldn't really have done. <laughs> <laughs> but if I wanted to, I, I wish somebody had told me.
0: Yeah, so someone's really down about the fact that they haven't just said whatever.
1: Get in here, we love you. We need
0: you. More northerners. We need
1: we need diversity, which to us means a white mid a white middle class girl from the north. <laughs> so Ardis finds her miserable because she just can't be happy, can she, this buddy kid. No. On Wednesday, um he's trying to get somewhere excited about going to Oxford and Amy comes in, That they've had a little argument. Apparently in Oxford there's a building with a shark coming out of the roof. I looked this up. Did it, you? And it's, it's going there. head in. Oh. It's a man who who um installed this as an art thing, and everyone got mad about it and tried to make him take it away, but he, they didn't win, and he, it's still there Good apparently.
0: Um, this, the world needs more buildings of the sharks jumping into them.
1: Yeah, I think we should get one hmm. put in, but I think it'd be a bit copy in, wouldn't it? Hmm. Um, and also the the traffic down the place and people don't know, wouldn't it? I want a dolphin jumping out. Anyway, Ardy catches up with Amy. What's going on? They had an argument, apparently.
0: Amy and Summer had this argument over Daniel. Because Daniel.
1: And, she's, <coughs> and she says, yeah, everything's a bit awkward. And then Ardy tells her that Summer's had an offer from Oxford, but she's still determined to be miserable about it. So Amy catches up with Summer, and she's got this pile of sweets that she's hiding. But Amy catches her with them. Because she leaves the door open, doesn't she? So, so Amy lets herself in. Yeah. And Summer says, "Oh, they're not for me. I'm taking them to the soup kitchen. Like Summer you make nice, soup, sweet soup, soup with skittles in it. You mental?
0: <laughs> I think she said it was for pudding. No,
1: I know that. Um, and then and then Amy. I don't believe that Amy believed
0: her either. She doesn't.
1: I don't think she does. Amy asked her um to help her with her university application right now, and yeah, Summer says, "Okay. got nothing better to do." at the end of the day Summer tells Billy that she's made up with Amy and he's very pleased then he goes and she's like I'm gonna eat some kenners oh, yeah, love chocolate. kenners so much <laughs> um on Friday Amy is quizzing Summer on who she'd go out with out of Simon Ardy or some guy called Dylan Dylan Mycock oh, I thought it was Dylan Hardcock <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> What's his name I don't know <laughs> Like maybe it's a character from like, maybe it's a new boy band person. Maybe. Maybe it's somebody from BTS. <laughs> um, so he, she says, Dylan. Billy comes home. Um, she's got to go to the hospital for a diabetes checkup thing. So at the hospital or wherever it is, she's got her blood sugar monitor, and um, the lady's like, How come you didn't? How last night there wasn't an entry, and she says, "Oh, oh, I just forgot because I've am going to Oxford. <laughs> I can't be, I can't be dealing with these trivial bodily functions." <laughs> and the nurse says, "Don't worry. Often people will forget. So next time you you have a massive binge, just tell me that you forgot, and I won't question mm-hmm. it." Then we see Jacobs outside our store. Right,
0: What's going on with him? He's just appearing like once every three weeks or something for one scene.
1: He's like, oh, "I'm good now. They beat me up for being so noble."
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've seen the error of my ways and realized I that drugs like... are bad.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> have you heard of South Park? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, drugs are bad. So yeah, okay, yeah, um, that's a good he song turns, for him. He Whenever he feels like he wants to make some easy money, he should just put that song on. And he will know not to go to the dark side anymore. And then Um, he's off
0: again, isn't he? They're like,
1: we don't care. We don't like you. Then later on in Victoria Gardens, Max is just sitting there flagrantly looking at a picture of Summer's skirt, upper skirt. And Amy catches her. And um, yeah, he, Amy, Amy, uh, Summer says, oh, that's me. Which, you know, maybe don't say that in front of everybody. Yeah. Maybe don't tell Max because now everybody knows then amy and Asha get outraged and tell summer to report it because it's a crime and she's going oh why why should i why should it be on me or oh, why should i have to do it i don't want to do it it's not fair why is it my fault why is it my problem um and amy is like very like she's definitely on a crusade here isn't she yes um there is nobody more righteous in their indignation than than a teenage girl i think <laughs> Um, Amy Faust to find whoever did it. She has to go at Max, and she says, "I'm going to take you down." And everybody else who looks up up people's skirts and takes photos, you're going to get suspended. I think Amy
0: was like, "I was supposed to be in this hate crime story last year. Remember that promotional picture they put out just they before it happened? They yeah. had all the teens lining yeah. up against the wall. I was in that right in the end, but I hardly had anything to do. So I'm going to grab the ball by the horns here and be the uh, by the person who the, the starts, voice of reason. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be the, the the person behind this." anti-upskirting campaign I better do something about it right now before, before Kelly John jumps in and uh, takes over
1: I really love this I thought this was such a good scene with Max there going well I didn't take it it's not my fault I didn't even look at it I just deleted it why is it my fault blah 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 oh, yeah, and, and he, then he goes saying, on he's
0: like oh if you watch a film with a murderer in does that make you make you a murderer oh, no? what
1: classic logic um Max, yeah, it's yeah, but nobody got really murdered in real life. you you're talking about a snuff film, Max, it actually is illegal I think to watch those. Anyway, um she, yeah, she has a go at him and she's like, You're all disgusting, you're all you're all the same, you're all horrible. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let this happen. Then Billy finds Summer being upset and she says, I don't wanna talk I don't wanna report it, I don't wanna have anything to do with it and he's like, Oh, we've got to give him a really important meeting about hate you pump and leaves and so she starts eating chocolate again.
0: Mm. Yeah. So um, I, I thought this was cool. Um, do, does coronation cool.
1: very cool? <laughs> I love I love scenes a teen sexual abuse storylines. I I I, this, I don't
0: know whether now is the time for another teen issue story. I
1: don't know whether now is. I don't know whether another you know consent you know online sharing sexual images. Do, is it like? Cory, going you guys weren't listening when we told you <laughs> that sharing child pornography is bad so we're going to tell you again
0: yeah we, we had to try and make you forget about that because kelly's good now so now somebody else we is. have to
1: bring it up again I, we've got I, to do it properly this time
0: i guess that maybe summer and Asher have got something to bond over here because asha was sticking her nose in a little bit wasn't she in victoria gardens because she's um, they can both be naked on the internet together.
1: She wasn't naked, it was an upskirt video, that okay. uh, picture.
0: So th- this is definitely something that's become big in the news over the last couple of years, hasn't it?
1: Um, I don't know, yeah, I suppose so. I, I'm totally, I think everyone obviously is with Amy here. I really like the, the idea of Amy using her inherited bitchiness from Tracy and Blanche, but for the power of good.
0: Yeah, I think it's cool. I think that she's just the right person for that. She this.
1: is the right person. I think her moral indignation was perfect. Yeah. Um. I really also liked Max's reaction because I think it was very true to what a lot of boys would say. It's not my fault. It's harmless fun. You know, don't like it, don't wear a skirt. Whatever. He didn't say that, but you can tell he was thinking. It's it. just
0: crazy, and the way that they were talking, saying, "Oh, you, you, you get, you know, ten a ten day, a, ten a day."
1: Oh God.
0: And I'm sitting there like a bit, being a bit old fuddy-duddy, thinking, "No, they don't do that." I, I, you got no idea, have you? What, what is it like to be a teenager I don't these know. days?
1: Sounds awful.
0: I'm, I'm so glad that we missed out. We were just on the cusp, weren't we? Because mobile phones were coming in as we were just in the last few years of our school. I got a phone at my eighteenth really birthday. Couldn't send photos with a Nokia thirty two ten. I tell
1: you, <laughs> you could barely send text messages. There weren't even keys for all the letters.
0: No, but it's. It, it's a completely different world, doesn't it? It makes me feel so old, but I'm so I, glad that I'm out of the it. The
1: pressures that are on children these days are really—it's really unacceptable. And um, if you go to the ITV website for the advice section, th- there are so many charities involved in summer storyline, and one of them is Childline, and they've got this whole page there about you know what to how to what to do if somebody asks you for a nude and how how to say no and. And what what if you want to somebody to send you a nude? Well, maybe you should think about what you're doing and not do it. It's really uh oh, such such a different world. Yeah. Don't don't send pictures of yourself to people. Mm. Just uh, just don't do it. <laughs> I said we had this discussion before, and we were talking when we when um Asha when Asha was. You know, and it's like, I think then I was like, you know, if you really want to, I guess, but be careful, whatever. No, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Please don't. There's no benefit for you, especially if you're a girl. It really they can get pictures of nude women anywhere on the Internet. They don't need you. But you're get, just It's just a bad idea.
0: Yeah, but which is why the upskirting thing is is different, though, isn't it? Of course. Because that's, that's being sneaky well, about it. Well,
1: both of these things... Well, these two girls didn't send the pictures themselves. No. It would have been interesting if Corey had done it from that perspective, but I don't think society is quite ready for teenage girls' sexuality. Because, obviously, when you're that age you know, your hormones are going wild. Mm. And I'm sure loads of them really like sending pictures of themselves. But if you're under 18, it's illegal. You shouldn't be doing it. No, Please don't commit crimes and, and please don't distribute child pornography of yourself. Mm.
0: But I wonder whether Coronation Street is putting this story in because it's trying to, you know, get the teenagers watching or to catch the teenagers who are watching and tell them. Or is it, or is it more aiming at their mums and dads? Because we talked already recently about the fact that I don't think that many teens these characters age are watching Coronation Street at the moment so who's it for? people
1: our age are the ones who are going to be having teenage children aren't they yeah you know people in their 30s and 40s are the ones who have kids that are now of the age that have got these kind of facilities and urges and you know if we were surprised I'm sure there's lots of other parents who have no idea this is what their kids are doing and you know it's the boys that have got to be stopped it's not the girls fault
0: no, no, it's not, no, it's not.
1: Um, I yep. wonder
0: whether we'll find out... Like, I wonder whether Max will be doing it, or is that going to be too far, because he's a wrong one, but he's not that wrong. Is it just going to be some random guy at school? Is it going to be, you know, could it be like... Um, is it going to be like Eli or somebody, one of the one of the, the dodgy know, guys from uh, the, the last year?
1: I don't know, but I don't think for a minute any of them have really thought about what it is they're doing and why it's wrong. Mm. Um and it's also a bit gross because you know he max was like oh, i get I'll get loads of them i didn't need no summer whatever you know i've deleted it now would he have deleted another picture you know if it wasn't summer or would he have kept it he probably would have kept it wouldn't it and this is what i find i've always found this really frustrating because i've heard this from men quite a lot over the years that it wasn't until they had a daughter that they started to get annoyed about the way that men sexually exploit women and it really disgusts me because all these men had had mothers you know some of them had sisters but it takes until and wives or girlfriends and partners throughout the years but until they have a daughter that they feel some kind of ownership over that's when they suddenly give a give a crap (laughs) about about it And, and max obviously doesn't care about all the other girls that had pictures of their pants no and and when amy was saying oh imagine if you were a girl and and um how would you feel i don't think he, he can really understand it because he isn't a girl and there's no equivalent she couldn't say oh, imagine if somebody took a picture of your pants so i don't think boys understand what it's like to be a girl and be vulnerable and scared mm. it's horrible
0: yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how they um what they do with this and but yeah i think how I th- preachy it comes across
1: um i or yeah i
0: whether it's, it's a good opportunity for some some nice character development for Amy which is what I'm hoping for really.
1: I love Amy. I think she's perfect. Never change Amy. Keep telling these disgusting boys that they're horrible wretches and try and shame them into being decent people. So it's a
0: shame that she was killed off on a Squid Game episode, wasn't it a few months uh, ago? Yeah. She was in the final two though, so.
1: But, you know, obvious... and poor poor Summer felt must have felt so violated. Mm. Any and she was, you know, is she not coping very well with her stress. And I looked up because I was really, I was really um, interested to to because I thought, is she like when she's eating, is she getting something different from this that that anyone else might differ, Who isn't diabetic? Like, is there a physical reaction that she's getting from eating this chocolate that is different for her? Like, yeah, is she, is she getting a, is she getting a heart rate? rise from it or is she is she feeling dizzy like you might do if you were drunk um i didn't find that there was any kind of i mean there obviously are physical symptoms to having a low or high blood sugar level if you're a diabetic which it must be what is what's happening to her but it's not necessarily a pleasurable thing i don't think no because it's you know you know feeling sick and uh, and having a headache and dizzy and all the rest of it but what i did find is that there is actually a pretty um big link between diabetes and um binge disorders binge eating disorders oh well there we go then um and i don't know whether it's mostly type 2 or or not so frequently type 1 but um obviously binge eating comes from stress and she is under a lot of stress and she's being told and controlled you know, you're allowed to eat this, don't eat that, et cetera, et cetera. So the only way she can really feel like she's in control is to eat, I guess. But even then, binge eating is when you feel out of control and you can't stop eating. Mm. So I don't know. Um, Obviously really sad, but God, Summer's just not having a good time, is she? <laughs> she's
0: not. She just needs to have a nice relax and build another robot or something to take her mind off it.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's how you solve it
0: yeah that, that robot was back again this week wasn't it the one that we the, we the one with the wonky eye i'm sure that it had been taken off that shelf yeah, for a little to, while so it was nice gone. to see it back and we also saw on the shelf a nice um, ee modem from our oh, router sorry on billy's shelf there so they're obviously getting their product placement in. everybody on coronation street is now going to have ee internet well uh, as i've
1: seen from this bloody youtube advert that keeps playing for me all the goddamn time you can use the, your ee internet to land a plane can you really? Because it's such a reliable connection. Um that maybe that's
0: going to be what's going to happen in Coronation Street. They're going to have an Emmerdale-style plane crash when somebody's trying to use it to land a plane. They get momentarily distracted
1: and poof, through the cabin. Oh, yeah, good idea. So, yeah, poor Summer. This is this is just going to go down the route of she's, she's got an eating disorder.
0: I just still can't get behind the character of Summer. I think I like her a bit more than I did at first when Harriet Bibby took over, but... Out, out of the teenage characters, she's just the one that doesn't do it for she's me. She's just
1: so cheerless, isn't she? Yeah. Like, nothing... Like not even a good thing can make her happy. <laughs> and I can't... I, I, she I needs feel, to hook up
0: with Zidane. I feel really he's, bad he's about... He's back on the market again.
1: ...about disliking her because she, because of her anxiety. Because I am actually going through a bit of a mental health crisis myself with my anxiety it's through the roof at the moment i am always constantly stressed my heart's racing all the time because i'm worrying about things but even i'm like come on summer <laughs> <laughs> just get over it <laughs> <laughs> maybe we need to give each other a good old shake
0: okay give me some talking to i need
1: to write i need to write this down on my um my little uh, cv thing to get into oxford i'm sure they'll let me in <laughs> if i say i'm a bundle of nerves <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um, well, this is like going to be like the shortest podcast ever. It feels like we're because you told me off for, for
1: interrupting you, and then you and told this. me off for looking on the internet, and then you confiscated my iPad. And no, it just doesn't
0: feel like there's a whole lot of talking points on this week's one. I don't think we're going to well, get that's much because from there. Some
1: of the major things, like the the, the 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 all the whole entire Tim and Sally storyline, was like ditto from last week. Yeah. And then the Joseph storyline. I mean, what what's there to discuss about a missing child? I don't agree with it. What do you think? <laughs>
0: right, well, what do you think about Shona taking over the cabin? Let's see. The, well, this...
1: thank God that... Can I just say, please, thank you. Thank you so much, Coronation Street, for not making Shona's brain damage an issue storyline.
0: Yes. Because <laughs> if
1: we had to feel bad about her taking somebody's red bush and throwing it in the... F- on in the gutter. I think I just have to stop watching this program.
0: So um Brian and Cathy want to go off on holiday, don't they, aren't they, this week. Where are they and, uh,
1: going? Devon. Okay.
0: Yeah Devon, that's right, I think they say that. And um and, and so there's there's a couple of nice scenes. There was one at the beginning of the episode or near the beginning with Jenny and Rita, who's Sorry. also asking her about Leo. Um, and Jenny thinks it's quite like a nice little idea so she's a bit all go girl about it Yeah. and then Jenny finds Brian and Kathy in the cabin later and starts having a go at them for leaving Rita to hump a load of boxes earlier on she says what liberties they're taking and Kathy says look we're not taking advances her. in fact Rita suggested that we get away for a while ourselves after this massive, after this terrible year we've had <laughs> which I had to laugh at are you talking about that time when you had a couple of, he had an internet troll and then went out to, to live at Yasmin's for a month no, or so. No.
1: Michael, she saw a mouse.
0: I know, Gemma. It was shocking, but <laughs> it was about nine months ago. But apparently, Kathy and Brian have been having a real hell of a year. We just Michael, didn't get to see any of it. Michael, last
1: year. everyone's. I think it was more like a general, in a general sense of like waving your hand and going, "Look at just life." <laughs> Let's go to Devon. I hate to say this, Devon's the same. <laughs>
0: um, it's no, it's not. It's fine. That sea air, it's lovely. <laughs> it's not helping me. So. Um, Shona arranges a se- she gets involved for some reason a secret meeting between Rita and Brian at number eight later Shona was also somebody who saw Tim and Aggie in the gardens together the oh. other week didn't she she was she was running past and st- stops to do her trainers up so maybe there's going to be some gossip going on in the cabin about Tim and Aggie I don't know
1: so do you think Jenny and Shona have got like a real close bond now that Shona cradled Jenny in her arms after she watched her husband die must
0: be must be although Jenny was ready to dob <laughs> Shona in today's episode
1: Bitch. How quickly we forget.
0: <laughs> so um, Brian <laughs> uh, Brian says that sh- the, this meeting between Rita and Brian at number eight was just a weird way of Brian announcing really to Rita that Shona's going to be helping out at the cabin now.
1: <laughs> and I, <laughs> so can I just can I just remem- remember Brian and Kathy own the corner shop. It's not actually Rita's shop anymore. No, she's just a she's, she's an just employee a, that lives above the place. Yeah. But she still thinks she owns the place, just like Norris used to. Yeah. When he really didn't have that much What well, I can't remember. And and they had to have a secret meeting to tell her that Shona's gonna now be her coworker. Like it's you know sorry Vita, you don't get a say in this.
0: Or well, Rita starts off looking not very impressed by it, but she seems fine by the end of the episode and she's busy training Shona up. And um, Shona has this joke with Rita about, like, are we allowed to, like free sweets every day? And Rita's, Rita's like, what am I taking myself on for? And Shona's great, because she's like, I might be daft. No, no. She's, no, she says, I may act, I may say daft things, but I'm not actually daft myself. But you which are, was, Which was just great for me, because I think that they've just about got the right balance now for Shona. Yeah, I love her. Not too... I'm brain damaged, I'm in the box and, and not too much the same Shana as Fox. she was before. So I'm really, really enjoying um, her at the moment.
1: I also thought it was quite funny that Shona's like, kind of seems to not realise she's going to get paid. Like, no no no, Shona, you don't get free sweets, but you get money to buy sweets, as many as you like, really. In fact, if you're working part time in a shop, I think you could probably afford more sweets than you can eat. <laughs>
0: um, so Wednesday, she's she um gets in Rita's good books, but basically it's just a little mini story where a very talkative sweet salesman comes round and he he's Wasn't that usual. today. Yeah, it was today. To oh like yeah, Wednesday. it says Wednesday. No, it was today. Yeah, the, the usual thing is that he comes in and talks Rita's ear off for an hour while he's eating. He, and um, drinking, drinking all his that yeah and, um, and then she ends up telling him to go away his stories are boring and he's like I'm going to report you to her employer but Rita's like no you go girl he was very boring and he's been talking my ear off for the past 25 years and finally you've got rid of him so it looks like they're going to this is going to be the start of a beautiful relationship between Rita and Shona and I say very good because Shona's not really had a whole lot to do recently has she? I,
1: love, I like Crazy Shona, and yeah. I like Rita, and I, I can really see them being sweet, but I, I have a horrible feeling that this will never come up again. What? them doing anything together I think it must
0: do I mean, I, I, yeah but
1: we how many times have we had this where we get some kind of cool setup up or something that like feels like it writes itself and they just don't bother
0: we, we have said recently that we've not seen very much of the cabin in Coronation Street for ages yeah and I, I, it, it seemed very odd to have a whole story about now the cabin's got a new employee without showing it because nobody was sitting there saying what's Shona doing in Coronation Street oh we better give her a job that's no, I think I think we're gonna see her in the cabin. I've got I've got faith in that. But I think this should be cool because she's got the customer service skills from all these years working at Royce, all that better roles that she used to do, and now she can Shona papers.
1: definitely needs a public facing job so that she can insult people in hilarious manners.
0: And say, Don't blame me. I'm just Shot mental. In a box. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I think it'd be cool. Um but but what else?
1: Clayton I, will come and go, I would like a packet of Rizzlers, and she'll be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
0: um, So I, I, I wonder when Rita's actually going to properly retire fully, though. How dare you? Because she's, you know, she's getting on a little bit, is there anything she? keeping
1: her alive?
0: Maybe when Brian and Kathy get back from Devon, Rita will decide, well, maybe I shall step down and Shona can do my job because she was such a brilliant person.
1: Rita's just snatching jobs off of young folk. is she? Employee yeah she is she's sitting on a nest she's, she's sitting on a nest egg that girl probably yeah.
0: anyway that's all good and finally drop dead Ted everyone's talking point last week didn't really make much of a splash this week did it
1: on Monday um, Faye and Emma still fretting away Tyrone's got no clue he's not got not picking up on any vibes later on Craig's hurt his ankle running again Coronation Street it's just channeling my life <laughs> Um, Ted... Tim... Tim brings him Ted's crutch. And this is the most fascinating thing that he's ever seen, um, Craig. He asks so many questions about this, because he's like a detective. He comes back from the hospital and he's hobbling about on this crutch, and Emma's trying to maintain this innocence but it's not really working. And he's like, do... Craig's like, oh, I'm investigating, i found some initials. I reckon the person who owned this crutch must have put their initials on it. And that's what these letters are here. What do you think? Give him a
0: raise. You can tell he's been a policeman for a few years now. Well done, Craigie. And then he goes,
1: oh, You've
0: cracked this case.
1: According to the height of this crutch, I reckon the person must have been about five foot eight. Five
0: foot eight, I'm not wrong.
1: Oh. Um... Well, I don't know. And then and then immediately Emma and Faye are like, no, maybe he had long arms, short torso, or different length feet or something.
0: But then he doesn't go anywhere with it and Emma's just left looking worried. Yeah. I can't believe that he, he, he's... Why, why does nobody notice that they're looking terrified in the background in every scene?
1: But also, he's why is he so fascinated vibes, is it? by, by a Crutch? Does his phone stop working or something? He can't go on the internet and look at <laughs> <up> panty shots. <laughs> he's like...
0: If he's surely the job of a policeman is to be able to have you know you get trained into telling when people well, are lying. I
1: don't. The thing is, right? When they're really
0: covering listen, it up well, and, and police officers not. have
1: been have been studied as to whether they're better at telling when someone's lying than the general public, and yeah. they're actually no better at telling if somebody's telling the truth or not than anybody else. But they do think that they know more than other people. Oh. So so Craig, Craig probably. It makes sense that he's oblivious because policemen aren't that uh, any different from anybody else. But also, Craig's not a particularly good policeman.
0: No, not particularly.
1: (laughs) But I just thought this was great because this is like the most deduction that Craig's ever done. And he still hasn't got to any kind of conclusion or realised what the hell he's talking about or put anything together. Like, hang on a minute. These initials are the same as the dead guy. And he was also five foot eight.
0: (laughs) he's had to have a really long think about it
1: he's like oh, goodness, I think this is, like so I think it's probably going to be next week when close to some kind of conclusion thing. about <laughs> this <laughs> but I hurt my ankle so I'm not going to Can't think about, too about it
0: too no. much and that's it Gemma already we've reached the end of this week's Coronation Street in quite possibly record time um, but, it's
1: because I didn't have any stupid boring impassioned speech about something that I don't know anything about
0: no it just because kind of did what it said on the tin this week's Corrie didn't it it was it was totally fine. It didn't like thrill me. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed it. I liked the little vignette of, of Joseph g- going away and then coming back again. Do you think I, I thought, that oh. I, I thought that the Tim stuff was I th- I'm not hating it, but it felt somewhat redundant after last week.
1: It felt like Coronation Street is making us eat Bubble and Squeak all week. Like here's How the so? lef- here's the leftovers from last week. We're gonna reheat them up and this is Tim and Sally again, but just, just eat it again, please.
0: Even with the um the Zidane story, it was a it was very much like, Oh, what should we do with the money? Which is the what I was really the, the, like... crux of the matter was last week. I
1: really like Yasmeen, she's not coming across very well in this story. Alia and Zidane are boring. The story's boring and improbable and I don't think anybody cares. About either of them enough to invest in how this ends up resolving itself. Like marry like get out of there as fast as you can because not only are they criminals, but they're dull. <laughs> um, I love the Joseph stuff. I think that if you're a parent, it probably was quite harrowing to watch. Even I, who have only a cat to my womb, <laughs> was thinking this. Is probably the most horrific thing that can possibly happen, apart from the obvious, which is to find the child dead. You know, and and then when blimmin hope goes missing as well, and they all start to think that there's like some prolific child snatcher just picking children up left, right, and centre. <laughs> I think you, I think I'd be sick. I wouldn't be able to do anything. I, you know. Poor Chesney.
0: In some ways, they were the characters. Gemma and Chesney were almost underreacting to the severity I of it. It would
1: be, be frantic. You'd be
0: utterly, utterly out of your mind and paralysed with fear, probably. Yes, literally.
1: You? Um but I did think it was quite funny that. Um, that hope and joseph two missing children wandered all the way from the industrial estate into victoria gardens and there were two police officers on the other side of the road and they're literally standing facing a brick wall so they didn't (laughs) see them like what are you two doing i know that craig is useless but you know that means you've got to pick up the slack
0: I think this is the pla- I think this is the passage to platform nine and three quarters of the tram stop here, but maybe I can't get through.
1: Yeah, that maybe that's what's happened. Maybe the children <laughs> are kind of materializing through walls. Because I remember reading that there's space between all of our like particles and atoms, right? And it is actually not without the realms of possibility that the space in your atoms could line up completely with the wall and you could just go straight through it. And the other policemans go, Whoa! And
0: then Seb's ghost comes Socks. on in and says, Yeah, just like this.
1: Woo! <laughs> also, he had a, this this Clint, this Dog Tanyan guy, had this really long conversation inside an alleyway with two little children. What did they walk at? The, remember that time? Yeah, just like the policeman didn't notice this dodgy guy walking into an alleyway, like hunched down, going, Right, kids, <laughs> I'll give you 100 quid. <laughs> <laughs> What are they doing? Anyway, that was kind of funny. That
0: was, it was kind of funny. Um, my it my assessment very... of this week is not enough Abby.
1: Yeah, Abby wasn't in it at all, but you know.
0: She would have found Joseph and Hope, wouldn't they just? She would have like... Why didn't they just ask her? She
1: would have punched her way through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can hear, I can hear a child's voice. <laughs>
0: It was cool seeing the attics again. They don't often show the attics on the terraces there, do they? But Yeah, uh, well,
1: if that valuer thinks you're getting a room up there, she's got another thing coming.
0: Well, I, I, they, they also... Um, think I know, I heard it. Um, they they, uh, they had a nice reference to that story they had about five years ago where they tried to convert yeah, the that's attic right. and Tyrone fell through the floor because of um, Todd's dodgy work there. But um, anyway... Gulp. Yeah, so um, I am going to give this <laughs> week's Coronation Street... Three child catchers on the loose out of five. It was all right.
1: I'm going to give it um, three top-notch (laughs) raconteurs.
0: Nice. Um, Okay. Character of the week this week. Um, I did quite like Yasmin, as I I say, she was um, being a little bit hypocritical by taking the money for herself, but she gave it away again afterwards, and maybe she was the take it for
1: herself. I think she just went, "I'm taking this off you." So you Wait. can't do any more damage, but I don't know what the hell to do with it.
0: Well, I don't know whether she just becomes complicit because Ar- Alia, the only reason she's involved, isn't she? Because she found out about it and then she got caught up in it and now Yasmin oh, is also is just caught like, up in it.
1: This is just like succession. <laughs> when, um, when Tom, is it Tom, finds out what the cruise line division has been up to and the man, before he goes, he's like, right, I can tell you And then you'll never be the same again, or I can just shred everything. What do you want me to do? (laughs) This is what... Don't ever tell me anything. I don't want a dilemma, like a soap dilemma. They always have soap dilemmas about, oh no, someone's told me about their criminal activity, and now I'm complicit because I haven't gone to the police. Yeah. At least buy yourself some shoes, Yasmin, for God's sake.
0: (laughs) Um, It could be... You could give it to Amy this week, although she didn't have a whole lot of... I'm going to give it to Amy, because I absolutely loved
1: her. She's great. We need more women like Amy and don't be afraid to stand up for yourselves, girls and ladies. And I am talking to the ladies and the girls because we always get told to just be nice and kind. And this is why I hate that hashtag, be kind. It's nonsense. Don't be kind to people that are taking pictures up your bloody skirt. It's okay to get angry and assert your rights. So carry on Amy and everybody else be more Amy.
0: <laughs> maybe I'll give my character profile to um, to Joseph's teacher just as a fellow primary school teacher because she might not have handled the situation with the bullies that well but she's probably really overworked and stressed, isn't she? So maybe she deserves a character of the week. Or maybe, I think I might actually just give it to Joseph himself, because he was, you know... He was quite he sweet. Was, he was the main talking point of the week, and up Call until this Waif. week, if you'd have asked me, like, so what do you reckon about Joseph as a character? Is he, has he got what it takes to be a good Corrie kid character? I was like, I, I don't know, he never really does anything. But I think this week showed that he's got something about him, hasn't he? I think that he was... um, And and he and he's definitely got a look of um, young Chesney about him, hasn't he? He and, and could... A, get, a way he's about
1: him. very sweet looking, isn't he?
0: he? He doesn't have Chesney's kind of boisterous, cheeky sort of nature. He's like,
1: like Harry Potter but he's not magical.
0: Yeah. You Ch- can
1: imagine him living in a cupboard for the rest <laughs> of his life, just kind of slowly dying he's a, he's of a, a lack of vitamin a, D.
0: He's a pre-Hagrid Harry Potter, isn't he? Before he we yeah it's a bit, a bit pathetic but Ch- and Chesney but was like say, that but he was also kind of a wise bond his years and being a bit cheeky
1: he's definitely a Hufflepuff
0: yeah a total he's Hufflepuff he's a Hufflepuff is Joseph. Yeah. okay well I'm giving it to Joseph you're giving it to, to Amy Jamie. both giving it threes congratulations Corey. maybe do a bit better next time please no it's fine yeah
1: three is fine
0: um, and we, we haven't, don't have any news we don't have any news apart from we've Dancing on Ice it. starts this weekend Sally Denver is going to be on it she's going to be skating away so if you're into that sort of thing tune in and I'm sure that we'll uh, maybe watch a replay of it on YouTube or on the ITV hub or something But go sell we're right behind you but um, no we might as well just crack straight on and go into the feedback so here's the feedback section OK, it's on to our feedback section. We didn't have very much to say about this week's Coronation Street, but let's see if our listeners had anything else to say about last week's. Ooh, score last week, Gemma, 2.98 on the Facebook group. Ooh. See, we, we scored high last week, didn't we? I gave it like 3.5. I did, am I am I starting the year in a, in a strangely positive note? Like 3.5 or 3? They're OK scores for Coronation Street, but OK needs to not stay. I want it to be better than that. Let's hope the next week. I, I think that with whatever Amy's going to have up her sleeve, maybe we'll get to see a bit more Jacob. I might like next week's a little bit more. But anyway, two point nine eight was what the Facebook group gave last week's Coronation Street, including Ricky, who scored it to 2.5 Butler in the Buff outfits, Heather gave it three hasty trouser drops out of five. And Chad, you see, quite like last week, he gave it four pieces of gum that Hope didn't, putting Chloe's hair out of five. Thank you, everybody, who voted in the poll. Gemma, uh, we have got something from Listener Morgan first.
1: Why are you shouting?
0: Um... Yeah. Just to try and drown out the sound of Abby perming very loudly next to the microphone, maybe. Morgan says, Just listening to the 2021 Year in Review podcast and the mention of young people watching soaps is interesting because I'm the only person my age that I know in person that watches a soap opera. And even then, I rarely watch them live. I normally have them on in the background while working. In the last two weeks, I think I've watched one episode of Cory Live, I've seen an entire season of Elementary, and an entire season of Succession. These students, Gemma, what are they doing? Just watching binging telly.
1: Playing The Sims like I did.
0: A few episodes of Star Trek Voyager at a friend's, a few crime documentaries, and a back to back screening of 2013 ABC murder mystery game show called Who Done It on YouTube. I've been fairly spotty on my Cory viewing. What have we watched in the last week? Cory. Bit of Peep Show. I want a bit of The Thin Blue Line.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I love The Thin Blue. Um, also, I watched Murder on Middle Beach Road. And I've started watching <coughs> Jinx. And I also watched Mummy Doesn't Do Oh, there we go. Finally. So you've, you've
0: watched lots. You get to watch lots when I go to school and when I go to bed, don't you? OK. Um, the only TV I've watched, said Morgan, in the last two weeks live have been Mastermind, Only Connect, University Challenge on a Monday night and The Masked Singer. That's it, really. Well, that's t- not more than we have, Morgan. Don't worry. So why, if anything, are young people not watching Corrie as much? I wonder if it's just the nature of the beast itself. It's not easy to get into a soap. Maybe it's just the stereotypes of the soap opera for older people, I suppose. But I welcome discussion. I wonder why younger people just aren't into it, despite the show's best efforts. Now this is the start of a great on the Facebook group this week. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's all just to do with the fact that when we were young we only had our four channels, five if you're lucky, and there wasn't a whole lot to choose from, so it's more likely that it was going to be on in your house, and if parents are watching it, then you're more likely to watch it. I think there's just far, far more choice, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think I think we need to go with the Pope on this. The Pope's recently said, um, hasn't he, that you sh- people should have more babies and stop having pets, because they need more Catholics. Is that they right? Need to, they need to breed more Catholics, because it's more likely that you're going to be a Catholic if you're born into a Catholic family, right?
0: Yeah, not very many
1: com- people converting to religion these days, is it? Not so many. So what we need to do is get these Corrie viewers humping and breeding, Corrie watching children that then go on to breed more. So
0: they need to make Coronation Street more titillating, they need to don't make they? It more corny. Yeah, like like yeah. So as soon as the episodes end, rather than rushing off to the kitchen to put the kettle on, it's straight up it's them oh, stairs, wow. madam.
1: This is why it's sad <laughs> that Tim and Sally aren't getting it on anymore. Yeah, I think so. Um, and also perhaps there's a link there for the social distancing of the past two years, they've been able to have yeah. hanky-panky on the street. So maybe the, the Corrie um, fan birth rates drastically dropped.
0: <laughs> I, be, I think I think the young uns these days just watch everything on Netflix and YouTube, don't they? Also, also what I'm told. I, the, the, there's no need to sit down and watch something at a certain time. That's just not the way it's done anymore. And even, we'll watch Coronation Street Live when we can, although we don't always. But I don't think there's... Don't think there's anything else that we watch live, literally ever. Is that maybe maybe Doctor Who when that was on? We might tune in when that was live, but even then, not so much. I can't remember. Do you
1: watch the news live?
0: Only because it's Boris always briefings. on. Oh yeah, you watch our Boris briefings live, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess that means that we're down with the kids because we're not watching live TV.
1: Maybe Corey should just have a YouTube channel with like little catch-up videos about what's going on in each story.
0: I don't know. That wouldn't take
1: somebody too long to do at all. That's sarcasm.
0: (laughs) It's sad. It's just sad that the idea that the viewers are going to decline and decline and decline as they get older and die off. But I think people (laughs) have been saying that Coronation Street is for, for oldies ever since we were young as well. Like, when I started watching it in the mid-90s, it had the reputation, Coronation Street in particular, as being the soap that the old people watched. And obviously young people did watch it, um, but it was, I think it was when they made that big change when Brian Park came in and made it all grittier and sexier and more scandalous and everything. And, and that's what got the young, young people into it a little bit more. So... I think I think it could be re- it could be possible to recapture that audience, well, but they are really they're really fighting the a
1: teens, whole lot
0: more of a battle. Yeah,
1: I think that's why they're doing these teen storylines. I and and just I think if they do it well enough, people will go, "Oh, yeah, that's actually relevant to me."
0: Maybe, and I think uh, it, and it's spreading, isn't it? Because people, you know, it's, it's all about peer pressure, and if one. If the cool kids are watching it, then then more people are watching. Or well, if your friend's watching. I don't think the cool kids I are don't watching I think Coronation that people State. are going to be
1: peer. Pair- Peer pressured, like everyone teases the kid that doesn't watch Coronation Street. In fact, you don't even know what's going on with Tim and Sally right now, do you, loser?
0: And the teacher says they're only saying that you should watch Coronation Street because they're trying they to really, help you because they want you to enjoy they want to your evening, really learn about some social issues.
1: Yeah, you don't know anything about diabetes and what or not to eat won't, at Cannes bar.
0: They said they won't tease you about not watching, watching Coronation Street again, okay, Joe?
1: They won't tease you about watching your standards.
0: I don't know. I I, I know that. You know, there might be one person in year six at school that says they watch it, and I think that's like watching it with a parent, or maybe I go on enough about it that I may be able to convert one. Maybe per they year. maybe
1: talk about it so much they feel like they watch it.
0: <laughs> so, oh, uh, it, it's sad, but you know, we'll we'll keep that flame. But I don't care if nobody watches. As far as we I'm concerned, do it,
1: need somebody to watch it so that they can make it for you.
0: That's very true. Well, I mean, once I'm dead. They can stop making it, really. I'd be really gutted to feel that it's going to keep going with all these exciting stories, and I'll never, I'll never be able to see what happens. So maybe it's for the best, really.
1: What a lovely thought. <laughs>
0: okay, uh, right here is oh Joe, you can do this. one. read me this little comment from from Robin here.
1: Just listening to the predictions pod, and I just wanted to say my only wish for COVID restrictions this year. It's for there to be a wedding or a party where a full slate of the cast for anyone who would realistically be invited attend are there. But in the Rovers, Bistro, whatever, it still seems so obvious to me with the plat barlow Christmas stew that they couldn't have them all round the table at the same time still.
0: That's a very, very good point. That's something that I wish that I'd said as well because that's been something very, very noticeable over the past few years, hasn't it? Ever since um, Gary and Maria's Show Us Your Rings <laughs> oh wedding, my God. every single wedding ceremony has been so special sparsely populated, it's ridiculous and you can't you can't hide it, can you? For a for a wedding in a soap, you need to have, you know, the whole cast well, a good chunk of the cast there, fill the, up the other half the of the room board. with random extras. Putting Going, all the main characters I at the hate, front of the pews. I
1: hate weddings. I hate filming weddings.
0: Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. But um, it it's very, very noticeable and, and I would hope that maybe by the end of the year they can they can fill some rooms a little bit more. Because they, just
1: computer generate everybody.
0: Maybe they have to.
1: They just computer generate people sitting on, their, sitting on there, sitting on bench, and then you know somebody behind them. In fact, you could fill the whole church with Jenny, Jenny Bradley, <laughs> looking disapproving.
0: <laughs> um, well, maybe this is going to be Fizz and Tyrone's wedding. Everyone, everyone coming along to that, maybe.
1: Oh, lovely. I'd
0: love that. Nancy um, says, "Why did Emma listen to Faye? They should have called the police and the ambulance." I believe that Aggie will end up telling Sally about Tim. Tim's in shock. I wonder if he'll go and see his mother about his problems. Yeah, what about Elaine? Because I still don't know whether Elaine's gone because she went for a bit last spring, didn't she? And then what does she come well, back she's, for? No,
1: she's, well, she wants to sell her share of oh, the yeah, restaurant. She... And now he has me giving all her money away. So who's going to buy her out?
0: Yeah, very good point. Um yeah I, I don't know whether we're going to have a um, lane back but I suppose it might make sense to have his mother included in this. Do you think that Aggie's going to tell Tim if Tim I mean, tell, Aggie's going to tell Sally if Tim holds out for much longer? I know it's not her secret to tell.
1: she not allowed to.
0: I think she is allowed to. No, I don't think
1: so. No. Uh... Nurses aren't No, you don't medical professionals aren't allowed to discuss patients
0: Maybe she's going to be the Craig of the nursing world. Shh, come here. Sally.
1: Sally, come
0: here. Tim's got a broken heart. Sally, uh, Sarah, Nancy says, is making a bigger deal out of Adam's first than is necessary. She likes Lydia because she doesn't have many friends. Mm. In that case, why doesn't everybody on the street like Lydia? That's what I want to know. If Lydia is Carla's PA, will this lead to more lively scenes in Underworld with Carla and Lydia? Maybe. And if Abby is pregnant, I predict that she will give the child to Imran and Toya. Abby says that she would tell Kevin if she was pregnant. But I wonder if she actually lost the baby. Was Abby pregnant and that she's lost it? Nah, they wouldn't let mm. go through that without us showing it, I don't think. Here's a prediction that um, Nancy maybe wishes she hadn't made. Now, Zidane and Marion will break up before they are about to get married. Well, didn't get that they didn't get married, but... No, I predict Jenny will find a new love, but it will take some time. I, 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 did, I, I think that I'm softening to the idea of Jenny and Leo this week, and it's because of that lovely scene between Jenny and Sally, because I've been quite um, you know, you ad- like adverse Leo. to it, and I still don't really like Leo, but I was kind of watching it going, oh, you know what, if Jenny's happy, then i Well, I'm that's happy. the
1: main thing. That's the
0: main thing for me. And um, Nancy gave last week's Coronation Streets three and a half Ted's special carers out of five.
1: Rebecca. What?
0: I'm not Rebecca. She
1: says, not the best start to the year. Although I sympathise with Emma as I would be acting the same as her, the whole story seems silly and pointless. Unless it means Faye is going to prison again, leaving a permanent exit for Ellie. I did like Ted and I was sorry he died. I think Curtis is going to die off screen as I think he has developed heart problems for real and nobody will listen to him, aka the boy who cried wolf. I'm glad Emma and Curtis made up though. More drama for drama's sake this time involving Sally and Tim, Tim just tells Sally about his triple heart bypass operation, especially as Shona will obviously tell Sally and she will suspect an affair, as that always happens. I also don't think Tim will die, but you never know. I also appreciated...
0: Hey, Joe, fingers crossed, eh?
1: I also appreciated having the heart doctor back as well, but the best part of this week was finding out Dr Gallus had a wife... A son and a dog. Oh, speaking of dogs,
0: wasn't it nice seeing Monica? That not because I'm watching flipping classic Coronation Day. Wasn't it nice seeing Cerberus this week? Yes, I loved him. I loved him. I was. We haven't seen very many Cory pets at, at all recently. Ask. I don't think Abby would be impressed.
1: Um. Right. Rebecca says I had to rewind twice. I was so shocked about
0: <laughs> Gaddis.
1: Gadas. I agree with so Cer- You wouldn't have been shocked if you listened to my predictions for last year, Rebecca, because I clearly said that she was going to be gay. Mm. So. Um, Rebecca says I agree with Sarah and Adam's story is dull but I do like Lydia so I'll stick with it for now what I want to know is when did Sarah get so annoying <laughs> I agree with Gemma I feel Abby is still pregnant and I really like the theory that Abby will give up the baby to Imran and Toya I'm wondering if the baby will be born late May aka Britain's Got Talent Week I'm also wondering if this will be the end of both couples when the truth comes out I mean she could not be pregnant but what was the point then of the drama for two episodes I love Sam playing chess. It's just so cute and I probably would be the same as Roy not letting kids win. <laughs> I did love Sam and Nick playing chess together and Hope lending Nick the walkie-talkies. I also agree, Mariam seems sweet, although I agree with Michael. Can she drag you down back to London? Even though it seems as if she's sticking around. Nice to see Stu again, although the cough seems to have disappeared. Yeah. Finally, really liked Jenny putting on her makeup in the middle of the night so Leah wouldn't see how haggard she looked and Daisy sneaking down with a water pistol. Character of the week is Anna and I give it two and a half times. I rewound to hear it right that Dr. Gallus had a wife, son and a dog at five.
0: Thank you. Nicely read, Gemma. What
1: kind of dog is it? That's my, my question.
0: Um, um, I can't think of any dog. Breed. I think she's got one of those big sheep dogs, big fluffer.
1: I think she's got a...
0: St. Bernard.
1: Uh, I think she's got a mongrel. I think she's rescued it from the RSPCA. <laughs>
0: okay, and that's it. We haven't even hit the two-hour mark yet, but I think we've run out of stuff to say on the podcast. I, I'm sorry if you had a nice long drive ahead of you today, well, or you were hoping to give your house a proper bottom no in while you were listening to, to, to Conversation Street. Course. But no... Um we, we have run out. We did have a quite a long bonus podcast this week, so I suppose that's um, some well, it's consolation. it's still like four
1: hours worth of podcast.
0: Yeah, which is more you get from most podcasts, everybody, so no complaints, please. Um, hopefully next week we'll be able to talk a bit a bit about more. What, how does Sally get on in Dancing on Ice, for example? Um, and what's Except- Amy going to do about the upskirting? I've got no idea. I I'm still doing very well at avoiding my spoilers at the moment, so I don't know very much about Uh, future weeks but i hope we've got big things coming tell you what what i miss is this is it like the third week in january the week we're leading up to that's usually when that's when they used to have the nta week isn't it but that's all moved now because of covid so there's always something massive happening around about this time of the year but i don't know maybe it's just going to be a normal week did we miss any obvious talking points this week if anybody's like had an opinion about something in this week's Coronation Street and we just kinda of glossed over it and you want to know what we thought about it, write and then tell us. Otherwise,
1: email us we at conversationstreet at gmail.com, we're at conversationstreet.pobby.com, we're on Patreon, you can leave us a review on iTunes, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Goodbye. Thanks, Gemma.
0: <laughs> Gemma just wants to stop. Oh, this goes two n- hours. We need to shove a pill down our cat's throat. Bye everybody. Bye! The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, 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 oh,